This program contains adult content. Is there a God? A big atheist. Really? What, am I an idiot? Come on. That yes, it would be nice if you could throw your sins and your responsibilities on someone else. But it's not true. It looks like far-left lunacy. I don't believe that it's true that religion is moral or ethical. You don't need to follow anybody! It's not human intelligence! If someone doesn't value logical consistency, what logical argument are you going to give them that will demonstrate that they should? Hello and welcome to the Godless Revolution. Today is Monday, June 3rd. This is episode 252. I'm Dan Ellis. I'm Matt. Matt's here. I'm here. Ryan's not. Ryan is working. I think so. Yeah, we're recording on a Monday. Yeah. And ordinarily we would do our- Which is normally Ryan's favorite day because it's the worst for me. Yeah. Well, it was. (laughs) Actually, every day's a Friday now. Yeah. I got fired last week. Oh, man. Sorry. No, that's right. So now he's a philosopher. Congratulations. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So so ordinarily we would do our, what have you been doing over the last week? And we're going to skip that this week because we have two fabulous guests in studio with us. And we, I'm sure, are going to be talking a lot about your history, what you're doing now, how you came to be doing what you're now, what you're now doing. Pull mm-hmm. your shit together. Jesus. <laughs> Gotta get my feces cohesive, man. Oh. <laughs> so, so we have in studio Mary and Shelley from the Latter-day Lesbian Podcast. Hello. Hi, everybody. Welcome. We're so happy to be here. <laughs> yeah, we are. It's ever so nice to have you in the studio Aww. with us. Thank you so kindly. <laughs> it's just it's just a real treat. I'm just tickled pink, I tell oh, you. I'm That's one of my dad's favorite things to say is tickled pink. Uh-uh. Does it, is, does yes, it, oh, he says geez. tickled pink. It's such a masculine expression, really. It's what does it even mean? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. My really eld- my tiny little LDS grandmother says it all the time too. I was just tickled pink, I tells ya. Maybe if you laugh hard <laughs> enough, your face turns red and it's somewhere in between like full on guffaw and just like titter. I don't know. I said <laughs> titter. <laughs> you said tit. Oh jeez. So, Here we go. <laughs> so we're lucky enough to have you in studio because you're in town for the Pride Festival. Indeed. And mm-hmm. we'll do on our show, we'll do a pride recap in the next episode because there were there were some interesting things that happened. For in, sure, over at the booth, over at the Atheists of Utah booth, and as I was walking around and stuff, that I'm excited to talk about, and also a little sad to talk about. Uh, and we'll be covering some other upcoming stuff in future episodes very soon. Looking at you, McKenna Denson, and uh, mm-hmm. we were also very saddened to learn about the early death of previous guest of the show and friend of the show and all around fantastic guy uh roy jeffs died before pride took his life i'm took his just own life. now hearing about this oh really yeah sorry i probably should have sent you that's message. uh that's all right yeah wow yeah yeah really really sad really terrible really awful and so how are you oh okay <laughs> wow sorry wow. I, that was that was a weird thing i don't i i wasn't okay. sure how to transition into it i, I wanted mm-hmm. to mention uh and I will put a link in the show description where mm. people can go and donate for funeral expenses for Roy. But I just kind of wanted to get that out of the way and then talk to you and then let everybody know that we will revisit that in future episodes and talk more about it. But Cool. 
Well, we had a booth as well, and Dan came over to visit, and he had his beard all decked out for pride, and mm. I didn't recognize him, so I started to be like, do you like podcast? He's oh like, God. fucking with me. I <laughs> thought you were fucking with me. <laughs> yeah, because we you're like, oh, do you it. like podcasts? And I'm like, well, I've listened to a one or two. I'm like, you're you like, fuckers. You weren't, fuck, you weren't just fucking with me? <laughs> I didn't recognize you from the oh, wow. I saw you. And then I saw your name tag. Okay, but I, like, I just met you like two days earlier. Uh-huh. And I was a little into my cups. Uh-huh. I'm just going to be honest. Uh-huh. So I met you for the first time, and we've been we had been exchanging emails before then. And so yeah, and we had so many people come up to the booth. I thought you were just one more of them. I know, right? Some rando with a rainbow colored beard came oh, over. You know how many randos? Yeah, you know how many rainbow colored beards we'd seen that day? Exactly. Well, yeah, and the thing about all the people coming to our booth is they've heard us for the last seven months every week telling about ourselves, so they know us, and I oh, think yeah. they kind of think that we know them, and we do sort of but not their face not their name and so they'll come up and say oh hi Shelly and Mary and I feel like a jerk because I'm all what's your name and I never know who knows us or who's just being happy and saying hi and it's a little confusing sometimes yeah. it's it's an interesting thing right like yeah. I mean people people listen to your show and because you talk about your everyday lives and a lot of your personal details and everything it's like people view the view that they're having a relationship with you almost. Right. And so it's mm-hmm. it's a little it it kind of puts you on your heels when when somebody comes up to you and like, oh hi, I'm a big fan of the show and how's yeah. this that going? And it's like, oh, I'm sorry, who are you? Like uh-huh. I think it's awesome. I, I love when people come up and approach me and and talk about the show, say they're a big fan. Yeah. I, I love it. I love when people just out of the blue, hey, I've been listening to your show forever. Oh me too. You know, love, love it. it. It's awesome. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's always just so surprising. And I understand why people feel that way, though, because I feel the same way with different, you know, different shows that I listen to. Sure. And I'll run into the people that I know do the show and it's like, oh, hey, how you doing? So how's, you know, whatever that you've been talking about in your life going? Yeah. And they're like, fine. <laughs> how do you know that? I know. I had I had a lot of people ask, um, you know, person say hi, and then they'd want to hug, which is fine. I love hugs. And they would hug me and then say, oh, my gosh, that was probably really weird for you. I'm like, I don't care. I'll hug whoever. And then they'll say, so how's it going with your dad? And then I feel... Like, wait, what are you talking about? Because I feel like it would just be a close personal friend asking me this. And then I remember, mm. oh, I have spilled this to the world. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Well, we have revealed really personal details about ourselves. It's we're true. super candid. And this one has no filter, by the way. Sorry. <laughs> Don't be sorry. <laughs> no, it's. Part, I mean, it's just part of it. You know, yeah. we, we say that we're having therapy with group therapy with thousands of our closest friends. That's yeah, what it feels true. like. Yeah. yeah. Well, and it, it, it makes for a very endearing show where people feel that they can get to know you and and know a lot of the more intimate details of your life and feel like they're kind of a part of it and be there as a support as a supporting person even if they are just listening like they're yeah. like yeah you go you mm-hmm. do your thing and i'm so happy and or you know i've been in a similar situation and i know how that feels and for sure it's also it's also very uh, therapeutic for me because growing up Mormon, I'm sure we'll get to all this. Yeah. You just hide your feelings, and when you question anything, you don't say anything. And put he, it in a box and crush it completely. <laughs> and you, and when you question things, you don't say it out loud. You only give to people what you think they want to see or hear. And now that I'm out of it, I'm just like 
mouth vomit, just everything <laughs> I can possibly tell. And it feels good. It's like, oh my gosh, I just said all, the, all these things. Oh, well, take it or leave it, you know? <laughs> it yeah, feels great. It's pretty much verbal diarrhea. It's very it freeing, is, right? It's a oh very cathartic gosh, exercise, yes. yeah. for sure. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Sometimes Mary's like, you sure you want to? I'm like, don't cut that. <laughs> our, our editor guy's Dan. I'm like, Dan, leave that in. Do not cut that. <laughs> Mary's all, cut that. No, leave it in, Dan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So tell us a little bit about the show and about yourselves. How do you, what's your, what's your elevator pitch? Oh, oh, right. Well, the thing we said uh, 10,000 times um, at the festival was this, this show is basically my story of being born and raised Mormon. I uh, got married young, had seven kids, uh, left the church, came out of the closet, got divorced, met Mary, who has never been a Mormon. No, I'm like, what the fuck? Seriously. Are we allowed to say fuck? Can we say oh, fuck? I guess if you're going to fucking do it, then uh, <laughs> no, I'll try to fucking stop my swearing. <laughs> uh, as Mary and I started dating, and we have some fantastic dating stories, if you guys want those, mm-hmm. um, I was I was coming out of, I was still sort of, I had left the church, but I hadn't processed a lot of shit yet, and she's a, the best listener ever and very... Um, you just want to talk to her. So I just started talking to her and telling her about my past, not realizing how wacky it is. And she would just so many times say, oh, my God, that's so cr- – seriously, that is so fucked that's up. That's nuts. That's yeah. nuts. And then eventually <laughs> she's like, you have a story. We got to get it out there. Yeah. At that point, I wasn't sure exactly how we mm-hmm. would get the story out there. I didn't know if it was going to be a book or a documentary or what the hell it was going to be, but – Everybody was doing this podcast thing, right? And I was like, we can, we can do a podcast. <laughs> Let's jump All on the, the bandwagon. Do it. <laughs> All the kids are doing it. All the cool kids have podcasts. <laughs> That's right. So we just decided to jump into the podcast pool. Yeah. And uh, here we are, seven months later. It's, it, yeah, seven months. Yeah. So that's cool. And we had no well, idea yeah. it would take off like it has. It was it was done more for me to get things off my chest. Um, because I don't like to really write things down. And so, you know, just telling your story kind of helps She's kind of illiterate. That is not just true. <laughs> <laughs> I'm lazy. She's it's not different. More, <laughs> much of a writer. <laughs> well, it's... I like to write with crayons. you grew up here, right? I did not. My dad oh, okay. um, is military, so I grew up mostly in southern New Mexico. But my dad is so Mormon that I grew up super, super Mormon, well, even though I wasn't but in But she Utah. went to BYU. Mm. I did. And she did live in Salt Lake City for a while. Not in Salt Lake City. That's where the heathens live. <laughs> Close by. <laughs> I, left in, I lived in Provo. In oh, Florida, okay. So, yeah. that's, Matt's, that's Matt's neighborhood. Oh. His neck yeah. of the woods. Right wow. on. Right. Do you know uh, where DJ Auto is? Down off of a bulldog. <laughs> Sorry. Big auto shop. Is this a commercial? It is. That's my Come bro- to DJ Auto. Come to DJ Auto. It's my Come brother's down. shop. It's my brother's no, no. shop. Girl shop. They'll paint it all for $99.99. Every day but Sunday. Sundays. <laughs> That's right. Not um, on the Lord's Day. I know. Day. I definitely know where Bulldog is. But, okay. Uh, well, if you ever need your car. I don't know. Hey, David, if you're ever listening to this, which he wouldn't. <laughs> but yeah, I'm, I'm pimping out your car shop. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What is this? Sorry. I was trying to help you. I was going to make an excuse for your uh, illiteracy. Mm-hmm. That's Utah true. Utah education standards. Well, um, Southern out. New Mexico is yeah. like number 49. So I think Southern I think, New Mexico, like right Las Cruces. Or? Yes. Oh, okay. Grew, grew up in Las Cruces. How did you know that? You know, New Mexico? I I have a bit of a Massachusetts education. So, so that makes oh. you know wow. where Las Cruces is. Better than your, better than your Utah education. <laughs> it absolutely is. is. Just a bit. It absolutely uh-huh. is. Uh-huh. Actually. 100%. <laughs> Jesus. Just a bit of a Massachusetts. Education. God. (laughs) 
Anyway, what I was saying was <laughs> when we started the podcast, it was for me to get shit out there. And all of a sudden we had all these people writing in saying, oh, my God, you're you're telling my story. I, I was stuck in I'm stuck in a marriage and I think I'm gay and the church and blah, blah, blah. And we realized that there's just so many people out there who, who are trapped, yeah. so trapped. And yeah. and once we realized how rampant this problem is within the church um it it just gave us like put a fire under our ass you know let's right. keep this going and do good things and it's 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 really blown up it's been fantastic yeah once in a while we'll have a letter saying things like um you gave me the courage to tell my husband i'm a lesbian oh yeah and i'm leaving him yeah <laughs> you're like, like whoa um, congratulations <laughs> uh, don't like don't don't tell people that this was like my fault right like this was seriously this was all you you were yeah. the brave one who did yeah. this. exactly thanks for giving me the courage to break up my family no. <laughs> no. oh god that's not at all what i wanted to have happen i know <laughs> what i meant was family are forever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, families are forever unless you are gay or believe differently. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. But it is encouraging to see so many people finding strength. I mean, I'm, you know, certainly we're not taking credit for anything, but right. it's like it's just great to hear those stories of people finally finding courage to live honestly, yeah. you know? Absolutely. Yeah. Love that. Absolutely. So, tell us tell us more about your your guys's history. I like I, I know quite a bit about Shelley's history because that's been the focus of the sure. show. I was surprised to learn very recently, uh, Mary, that you uh, – my impression throughout listening to the show was that you were raised non-religious. But mm -hmm. apparently I've missed something along the way where yeah, you Mary's said, got no, a fantastic I had story. an evangelical <laughs> yeah. upbringing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's true. So what's funny is Shelley and I met on um, a dating website. And her profile said, help, I don't know what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. And then later... <laughs> hey, that sounds like someone I want to date. Exactly. I know. Right? She likes to make fun of my profile. I'm like, bitch, you, you signed you, up you, for this. You reached out to me. I know, I know. And then later it was like I was raised in a cult. And, yep. you know, I was I could kind of relate. So I was just like, you know, I wasn't exactly raised in a cult. But when I look back on it, I kind of was raised in a cult. Yeah. Yeah, I've been, I'd kind of blocked some stuff and I just revealed that like, um, oh yeah, I could speak in tongues at one point. When yeah, like I heard 11, that on the most right? recent episode. I don't episode, even yeah. know what that even means. I didn't know that about you. That could have been know. a deal breaker. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's worse than the shit you went through? <laughs> okay, so you're okay. talking about like full on glossolalia? Who the hell knows? I want to know what you think you were saying. I don't have any idea. Mm. I, I was just sort of following along what I was supposed to do. You're just do. taken on a ride by the spirit. You yeah, have right? no idea where I it's know. going. You're just letting it flow. Yeah, How do you know yeah, you're yeah. not like cussing out God? I could have been. Mm, I could have been. Okay. God yeah. wouldn't allow that to yeah, happen. That's, that's true. right. Not in his language. <laughs> that's, that'd be blasphemy and that's <laughs> bad, especially in the Lord's house. <laughs> <laughs> I think yeah. you were saying something about Jesus <laughs> Mormons having uh, the speaking of tongues in the Articles of Faith or something. Yeah, right? but, oh, yeah. But if anyone were to speak in tongues that's currently Mormon, you would be like... Your ass dragged in the bishop's office. I know. So my understanding of that was that it was more specifically for missionaries learning foreign languages that they would be able to understand them and pick them up quicker. Well, but why huh. would that? When did the? I mean, I'm I'm so not a historian here, but why would why would that be the interpretation when it was first written? Because weren't they just doing like local missions in the states? Why would they even need to be able to speak? Well, Joseph Smith yeah. did send Swahili. people to Canada and England. Okay, and then steal their wives. I thought That's they good spoke point. in English. <laughs> yeah, though, they do in speak those English. countries. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> 
I mean, there is some French Canadian, you know. Right, right. Mm -hmm. Jean-Claude Van Damme. <laughs> he was Danish. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> telling you. Oh, no, he's Belgian, Brussels. Belgian, Belgian. Whatever. The muscles from yeah, Brussels. That's right. Oh, mm -hmm. God. Okay. <laughs> Delete that. I look like a dumbass. No, leave that in. Dan, this leave is, that in. This is, <laughs> is this one of the things we were talking about earlier that Mary would be like, no, nah, I go through and I clean up all mm -hmm. the things. <laughs> only, yeah. No, only if Shelly looks like a dumbass. I leave all that stuff. I in. know. She always <laughs> sounds real smart. And anything she fucks up, she's like, delete, delete. And then I'm like, dirt, 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 dirt. And she's like, well, what I would consider. You know, it makes it sound for a more legit podcast if we leave all that stuff in. I haven't gotten that impression. Oh, good. You're paranoid about that. I'm totally That's not paranoid. how it's come across to me. Okay, yeah, what does it come across to you? I always wonder what uh, listeners think. Uh, by the way, listeners typically confuse us. They think that, that I am Mary and she is Shelly when they meet us. Why is that? I oh, look yeah? more Mormony, hmm. I guess. I think so. My glasses. It's the glasses and the. Oh, maybe. I don't know. My tattoos are more just covered, I guess. I don't, <laughs> maybe, I don't know. Maybe, yeah. I don't know. Mm. Well, you have the longer hair. Yeah, that's true. I'm a little more butchy. Say. Uh -huh. seem, you seem a little little more demure, maybe, just in a appearance. A little more highbrow. <laughs> <laughs> Comes in straight trash. <laughs> Glasses always make you look smart. I got to get me some of those. There you go. Okay. <laughs> I think you do, because your night driving sucks. Oh, my God. I can't see like four feet in front of me at night when I drive. That's true. But I still do it. Yeah, sure we get do. Off, we get on a tangent all the time on our show. We get really off track. Does that oh, happen to no, you guys? Oh no, yeah, that happens here. That, that's like, why we time. don't have a track <laughs> when we have guests. It's just <laughs> free for all. Yeah, we just want to have a conversation with you. We want to yeah. learn more about you, what you're doing, why you're doing it, and yeah, yeah, I love it. What you believe in, why? Uh, so, yeah. So, how many siblings have you got, Shelley? I have three older brothers and. They were all very macho growing up, and my dad was super Mormony, um, always the bishop in the stake presidency, something, and he was also military, and he was always in charge of everyone, uh, and so he was very macho. Men know the best. My Real take charge kind oh, of guy. Oh, for sure, and the, the, the men are strong, and and my mom is still is and was for me growing up just so – didn't have an opinion, just was kind of dumb – well, that she's not horrible. really supposed to have much of an No, opinion, you're right. right? Just very, yeah. very Mormon woman where you just kind of smile. What's that saying, Mary? I don't uh, know what to sweet. think about it yet because oh, I haven't sweet. asked my husband. Yeah, I'll, I'll let you know what Terry <laughs> thinks. Yeah. yeah. So just very the nicest person ever, but not not any real thought processes, no opinions. Um, just would like to sew and cook sometimes. And so it was very patriarchal patriarchal in my house i was expected to do the girl things and the boys got to do the cool stuff with, with dad and i wanted to go and you know go camping and hiking and do all the cool scouting stuff and you know no you gotta them. stay at home and sew in it and cook and clean exactly and... someone was telling me um they remembered when i was at a young women's activity and we had to, to cross stitch and everyone was cross stitching things like bible verses or whatever and mine was lady knights that was like like my high school basketball team my cross stitch lady knights oh my god explain so much <laughs> i was so gay and nobody told me oh man mm -hmm. can't did believe you, play, you had to cross did you play volleyball softball i played basketball in high school and college and so why no one told me you're so you know, you can't be told that. You have to discover that, Shelley. You know, and, and we talk about this in the podcast a lot. Had I been raised in a, a not Mormon family or a family that presented, you know, if there's gay, there's straight, there's whatever, I would have been out of the closet 
easily in two in, seconds. Yeah. Yeah. Like in junior high to high school, for sure. At least I would have been considering I might be that way because there were so many signs that I was. Um, but I was raised to think it was dirty and awful. And it actually wasn't even a thing. Gay people make it up. You make it up because you want to have sex with, with whoever you want. Um, those deviants. You know, yeah, you want to be vile yeah. and deviant and you want to destroy the tra- traditional family. So it's not just yeah. that it's not okay to it's be It's all part gay. of that gay agenda. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Right. right. Mm-hmm. So there were so many signs that I was gay growing up, but I just blocked them, blocked them, blocked them. Um, and looking back over, I'm like, God, I was such a lesbian. <laughs> I missed out on so much. Yeah. And even though I was raised in the church, I kind of figured it out between the ages of 17 and 19 that I was a lesbian and just knew that I would have to take on this black sheep role in my family. And I was just willing to do it just to be authentic and live truthfully. And I didn't want to be fake. I didn't want to live a lie. So I was just like, you know what? I know that I'm going to disappoint my family, my mother. I have to do it. I got. I just have to bring it, you know? I'm Did just... you try to not be gay for a while first, though, or were you just... Yeah, have you tried yeah. to not be gay? <laughs> <laughs> like, hands off the titties, Yeah, okay? <laughs> Yeah, I sort of experimented with everything and just came to the conclusion that's like, you know, I tried this, I tried that, and I like this. I like mm-hmm. the A category. Did well, you have gay friends? Like, was it a, th- was it a thing? Because I wasn't even around gay people. Only when I moved to Virginia, because uh-huh. I, I moved to a bigger city. And it is I for started, lovers. It yeah, is. Yeah, it is, right? All <laughs> kinds of lovers. And I finally started to meet some gay people. Yeah. And I was like, oh, this is actually an option? Huh. I like it. Hmm. Yeah. Well, how many siblings have you got? I have two older sisters. Yeah? Yeah. And they're both straight? They're straight. Um, My oldest sister could maybe be open, but I don't know. I don't think she'll ever really she look into She told me it. she'd been with girls. What? Wait, she <gasps> Julie, lied. what? Julie saw it told what? that. Yes, when we were at dinner at that place on the dock. <laughs> Are we making news? Are, Sorry, Julie. <laughs> huh, I'll have to check with her. I don't remember that story. <laughs> Get her on the phone. Get Julie no, on the phone. She went through this wild streak. Because I was the only one that rebelled in high school. My sisters were sort of goody goodies at the time. And so she sort of went through a rebellious stage in her 30s after her divorce to her first husband. And she dated a guy that wanted her to have a threesome. So she was thinking about, like, she wanted me to take her to a lesbian bar so she could check out some women. I was like, I don't think this is you. I mean, we went. And it I seems tried a little to, weird, right? Like, right? Yeah. Why, she, why do you have to go to a bar to check don't. out well, women? Like, there's, I want to see yeah, them, and if I was, get turned on. I don't know. It's it, an interesting Yeah, thing. it was kind of weird. Well, it, if I get drunk and something just <laughs> happens to happen. If a boob falls into my mouth. I mean. Uh, <laughs> that happens, right? If I had a doll every know, time that happened. It happen. I'm just saying it could happen. <laughs> yeah, I'll have to compare. This is news to she me. She said it when we were at that dock site. <laughs> huh. Was I in the bathroom when this you happened? You might have been. You might have been. Or you were, you were into your cups uh, like yeah, you get. Yeah, like I do. Well, maybe she was just showing off trying to be one of the cool lesbians. Maybe. Well, I'm gay too. <laughs> maybe she said that. Huh. Missed that conversation. I like tits. Okay. <laughs> Easy. No filter this one. No. <laughs> Dan, leave that in. No. <laughs> sorry. Sorry. Did it fall out again? Right. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> oh, God. So. 
He wishes. He's a tuna can. <laughs> I don't know how Matt knows this, but y'all are a little too close. Little of course, you close. know how I know. <laughs> okay, save uh, it for another is my time. My face really red right bit. now. Like my face is really red right now. Are you tickled pink? It's oh. the alcohol. I swear, it's all it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I'm tickled pink. <laughs> okay, Granny. <laughs> we have so many callbacks already. <laughs> So, uh, two siblings, you said three siblings, siblings. older brothers, no sisters. Yeah, no brothers here. So, only brothers, only sisters. Correct. That's interesting. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I know. And, you know, my father died when I was kind of young, so I just started grilling and doing. Man, I did. I did manly things. things. You did the macho thing. Scratched my crotch and I spit. <laughs> <laughs> Not necessarily at the same time, <laughs> or in that order. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I just never felt like girls did this and guys did this. Like I wasn't raised to ever buy into gender roles, mm. so it wasn't as an issue for me. Like mm-hmm. you, you were forced with that. Oh growing up. God, I was told so many times to be more more ladylike. Um, no, girls don't do this. Go be with mom. Mm-hmm. Um, I wanted to wear like cutoffs and I want to dress like my brothers and you know, I would, my mom would buy me frilly foo-foo shit. Um, anytime it was Halloween or whatever, any dress up anything, I, I dressed like something male. I just did. I didn't even think about it. Uh, well, when we were over there today, she was almost bragging about how she permed your hair when you were a little my kid. Mom, and, my mom loved Shirley Temple. And made you sing like, Good Ship Lollipop. On the Good Ship Lollipop. <laughs> I had tap dance shoes. I had to like, do this jazz, jazz hands. hands bullshit. I hated it. Put you in the patent black shoes yes. and frilly socks. <laughs> yep. And... Hated, hated, hated. Poofy wow. dress and curly yep. hair. All of oh, it. man, it was so fucking adorable. Oh, my God. <laughs> God I'll pull the picture for you right now, yeah, goddammit. I didn't want to paint your little fucking cheeks. Mm, I hated What's it. so weird about that is my mother went through the same thing. So Shirley Temple was popular when my mother was young. My yeah. mother is mm. 87. Okay. Yeah. So her mother, my grandmother, made her do a Shirley Temple thing, but she's 87 years old. So why your mother <laughs> thinks that she should, that's still relevant, I don't, I'm yeah. really not sure. My mom and well, Shirley Temple like was just so forever. wholesome. <laughs> <laughs> just so wholesome and uh-huh. I, just, I just really like her so much. I don't want to talk about how they made her cry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Can you see me? Look how cute. That's adorable. Mm, I hated it. I hated <laughs> it. Oh, come on. That's what? awesome. <laughs> Is it? Yeah. 70s frilly yeah. stuff. Oh, that's awesome. Oh, that's now, 80s, kids. Oh, I was born it, in 74. Yeah. So. But yeah. my mom is always... The same. So what month? June. Oh, uh, I'm older. Like, <laughs> like five months. Go ahead and oh, talk January, down to me then. January of 74. Mm-hmm. So, 92 graduate? No, mm-hmm. nice. Well, no, not so much graduate, but I would have graduated there in '92. It's a long story. Uh, I was a I was a straight A student, honors, AP classes, everything, and then my sister tried to kill herself when I was in high school. Oh, she, my younger sister, and yeah, yeah, it was a whole bad deal. She's dead wow. now, so we don't have to talk about her. <laughs> oh my god! What the fuck? <laughs> oh, it's fine. She, she was a it. terrible person. Hooray! <laughs> oh shit! No. No, no, she okay. she had she had a lot of problems, and uh-huh. I just you know in in going to school, it happened during my junior year. Yeah, and I understand people were trying to be kind and and show sympathy and stuff, but I got just really fucking tired of not being able to walk from one class to the next without. Oh, I'm so sorry I heard about oh, your sister. How's right. she doing? How you holding up? How's the family? Well, it just 
So I just kind of stopped going to classes. Oh, and yeah. Then I get it. Then just tough to graduate. Fell out and class. yeah. And so I just I just went in and took the GED blind and passed that Good easily. Good for you. Oh, well, now yeah. who's pushing oh. up their glasses? Ah. <laughs> and so actually, the GED was very simple for me. I don't know what to tell you. Um, but no, yeah. So where, how did we get? Uh, not sure. It was. I think it was something really. Oh, cool graduating about in '92, and, and I, I didn't actually graduate. <laughs> I I didn't walk down the aisle with the rest of my classmates. Gotcha. But gotcha. do we have Mormonism to thank for your sister's troubled past? Maybe. Maybe. I mean, most of my family is very LDS. Mm-hmm. I am. I am not, of course. And there are more members of my family that are leaving slowly, which is a good thing. But uh, I, w- I wish some of my brother, one of my, anyone would leave, and nobody leaves in my family. It sucks. Yeah. I want everyone to. Are leave. they all like mm. totally in, or are oh, they yeah. on the fence at all, or no, is it just in. like no? The prophet said it. And that solves it. Basically. Basically, yeah. yeah. Well, one of my brothers is for sure that way. Another one, I think he just works a lot and lets his wife call the shots. And she's super Mormony, and so he goes. Um, but he would never leave because of her. And then my other brother is also pretty Mormony, but he also doesn't like the judgmental Mormon types. But none of them are in a place where they are willing to think through things and actually leave. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and it's, I mean... Why? Why would they risk the comfort and security that they currently feel? Oh, for right? sure. I mean, that's, and they need dad it's a to be huge proud of Incentive to yeah. say like, oh, my life's going pretty well. Why? Why would I want to chance that or fuck it up? Especially when we're talking about not just this temporal life, but an eternity in right. my afterlife. Right. And, right. Right. I mean, we're talking about I could lose everything if I start heading down that path, and I'm just so everything's fine. I don't even yeah. want to explore it. Well, and they're men, and so they get the, they have the right. So they've and got they all the power. The and and, yeah. Like, why would they question it? There's no, there's nothing better for them out there. They don't wish they could drink. They're not gay. Um, they don't feel like they're trapped in this at all. They feel like they are so special and important because they're Mormon men. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Whatever, they're missing out on bourbon and coffee. I think they, they're idiots. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they are. You're, you're and totally sleeping right. in on Sunday and a ten percent raise. You're exactly right. Ten percent raise. Ten percent raises for everyone. For everyone. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Across the board, everybody. <laughs> I'm Bryce Barkenagle. Have you ever wondered if Joseph Smith was drugging the early Mormons? Turns out it might be possible when you have a fantastic congregation that is witnessing angels floating around in the rafters and think that the temple is on fire and they're running out in the snow and writhing around on the ground naked. Yeah, as it turns out, drugs might be the best explanation. Be sure to check out my Sunstone Symposium presentation on the Joseph Smith Entheogen Theory by punching that into any YouTube browser. And thank you so much for checking that out, and be sure to check out the Naked Mormonism podcast. This is the Godless Revolution. Hello, ma'am. My goodness, you have such an attractive little garden here. Oh, thank you, young man. I just planted those flowers last week. My, how they grow. Yes, ma'am. We're from the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Oh, the Mormons. That's right. I'm, I'm Elder Young, and this is Elder White. Well, you two boys can just buck right off. Ma'am? Yeah. You heard me. Take that Book of Mormon and shove it so far up your righteous asses that you choke, you soul-soliciting pickfuckers. Here. Gosh. Rejoining the Godless Revolution podcast now. When you mentioned that one of your brother's wives is very LDS, 
that's something like that was one of the things that led me out of the church even when I was younger was I couldn't understand why any self-respecting woman would be LDS. I agree. <laughs> my mind I agree. because I have three sister-in-laws and they're all smart and capable, um, have college degrees, but they are so brainwashed and sucked into this thing of, well, the men have their responsibilities and the women have ours and, and that we're equal, just different. Like, no, 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 no. That's not how it is. It's just as important, it. but it's different. Well, we get to have babies, so we don't need the priesthood. Like, and we really? get to needlepoint. Mm-hmm. Separate mm-hmm. but equal has been tried. It, yeah. yeah it, it's yeah. not a thing that works. <laughs> yeah. No. It, the saddest Your water thing, fountains are just as good as everybody yeah. else. Yeah, we don't oh. clean them. <laughs> and they're, the like in the, the, yeah. they're behind that shed over there, but you have one. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, it's it's frustrating. I would love to have a conversation with, with any of them, but none of my family talk about anything religious um i would give anything to have one of my siblings ask me like why why did you leave or why how do you think you're gay like anything to start a conversation because as someone who's left i would look like the angry ex-mormon if i said hey guys pay attention let Mm. me tell you why i'm a lesbian or let me let me tell you why i left they don't want to know they don't they don't want to know at all when i did tell them in a, a facebook group my brothers and their wives that i uh, my, that my husband and I were divorcing and that I was a lesbian and that I had this girlfriend. The sister-in-laws were And like, this all just came out of the blue, I'm sure. Like, yeah, like, fuck it. Here goes nothing. Get my fingers All right, everybody, tight. sit down, buckle the fuck up, and be quiet a minute. <laughs> mm-hmm. I've got some news run. for you. I've got something to do. <laughs> the, the sister-in-laws, the, they were, oh, well, what's she like? I mean, they were nice. A few of them asked questions about Mary. Um, my oldest brother, David, just started posting pictures of his new puppy because it's like he couldn't handle it. Um, my, my one brother, Mike, I like turtles. <laughs> totally. Squirrel. I know. My one brother, Mike, he was nice. He messaged me privately later and said that must've been a very hard secret to keep. If you ever need to talk, let me know. And I, and I never did. Um, so that's on me. And then my other brother said, that's a lot to take in. <laughs> and he hasn't said a word of it since. And that's uh-huh. been like a year and a half. So, and, and no one has asked me anything since. And it's just whatever. They don't want to know. So. There Suck it. Yeah. <laughs> I think there's probably some fear that goes along with that. Though. Sure. Like, oh, for sure. Like I said, they, they're they afraid of losing their mansion in the sky and, and an eternal life with it, their family. Absolutely. And... But I feel like if you have – if your testimony is so strong, then you should be able to analyze it. You should there, you should yeah. be able to know you all the be history. You shouldn't be afraid of any of it. And you should be right. able to prove it all wrong yeah. or even say, well, yeah, all the history actually is right and it's fucked up. But I still believe – but they don't even want to look at it. I think a religion should withstand some questioning. Oh, absolutely. absolutely. Yeah. yeah. If you question some stuff about your religion and then you decide that that's still for me, then go for it. Mm, you know? Yeah. I was never allowed to either. My parents just sort of expected that I would just accept whatever they said. And, and mm-hmm. But the convenient thing is like what you were talking about with your family, that it's taboo to talk about religion if you're religious. Yeah. Right. You can, you can just get to decide, no, I'm not having this conversation. Mm-hmm. We're not talking about any of your stuff or we're not going to do that. That's impolite. You know, they've right. got, they've gotten it to that level. Mm-hmm. We should all be talking about it all the time. The, sure. That's how they continue to protect that right. little sphere yeah. and keep that isolated. Yeah, uh, you absolutely. Know. And the absolutely. other thing I think that, that people in, immersed in religion do is if they, if they ask you questions or or seem to be interested in your life, then that's like giving blanket approval. Mm-hmm. They mistake those things. Yeah, right. Yeah. You know, we're, I'm not asking you to approve of my life. I know just, you don't approve of just it. Just act you know? like yeah. you like me sometimes. Right. Right. You know, or that you're interested. Yeah. Whatever in happened me. to the whole? 
hate the sin, but yeah. love the sinner. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. you yeah. can still fucking talk to me. Exactly. Oh, your mom actually said that to you when you all left the church. She's like, I don't know how to talk to the, my grandchildren. Yeah, when, when my oh, husband at the time and I left the church and all of our seven kids, um, of course, my parents got weird and my mom was always weepy. And she. I'm not gonna say. Oh my god! god. Seriously, here's a great story for you. I mean, oh my gosh! (laughs) Oh my gosh! (laughs) So when um, my husband and I at the time left the church, and I started drinking coffee because that's usually your first thing that you try. And my mom was over visiting, and of course, I had my coffee maker hidden in in the bathroom upstairs. Like a good ex Mormon, like a good ex Mormon, you hide that shit because it's coffee. Because I'm an adult Reese, and I Reese still can't tell my parents that I drink fucking coffee. I know. Well, my daughter Sabrina at the time, um, she was maybe seven or something, and she knew that that I drank coffee. And my mom was making lunch for them, and she was asking, "What do you kids want to drink?" And I wasn't there. This is the story I heard back. And Sabrina, she's a little joker. She's like, "I want." coffee Uh-oh. and my mom knew that we were leaving the church right and so <gasps> they'll send you straight to the outer darkness <laughs> i know and so they went back home and a few days later my brother who lives near them called he's like what are you doing to mom what are you what are you talking about she's she's she came home from this trip she was crying what am i doing she, to she her? said your daughter your daughter was asking for coffee she she feels like she's losing her entire family oh my like, god all about about coffee, coffee? <laughs> about wow. coffee that panic button's got a hair trigger. <laughs> oh, yeah. Jesus. And then just recently, probably in the last few months, we got into a little bit of an argument because I was telling her how, like, you don't ask anything about me. You don't want to know anything about me anymore. And she turned it back on herself and she's crying. You don't know how hard this last year has been. When when we went to lunch, I took you to lunch and you ordered coffee. Oh my God. God, mom, it comes from a fucking bean. <laughs> like you drink Coke. Yeah. Why and is you're that getting better? on my case about coffee. It's, it's, it's one of those things that you like, how do you even have that conversation with someone who believes that way? It any, like I didn't even know that about Mormons that they don't drink coffee or tea. I just had no idea why. Uh, why is that a thing? I just no. couldn't nobody it. knows. Yeah, nobody knows. Yeah, no. nobody well, and that's knows. that's that's the best thing to do when they mm-hmm. when they come up with these and they're and they're so upset and and whatever about it is just like, oh well, you know, does it say in the word of wisdom specifically that I shouldn't drink coffee? Mm-hmm. And just ask like, be be a blank slate and try to get them to explain why you can't drink. They will mm-hmm. say modern day revelation. The prophets have told the modern day prophets that it means coffee. They have they have the Trump called. Trump card called Modern Day Revelation, yeah. which could be fucking anything. anything. You can't argue with it. And it changes all the time. Oh, yeah. Well, what's yeah. interesting is they certainly had coffee in Joseph Smith's time. They Why sure didn't did. he write that? Why did he create all of this confusion? Oh, no. I don't it, because That's it's the a... guy that God picked? <laughs> yeah. He was chosen. You know, it's one thing I think about with the whole- you know, He more, was special. He was uh-huh. special. He needs all the wives. Now, something I was thinking about was- they they act like Mormons and Christians in particular, but Mormons as we're talking about here, they act like homosexuality is going to be the downfall of the world. Like mm, that is yeah. what is going to break the country, and we're going to. Well, go- it's a clear sign that we're in the latter days. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, hmm. Yeah, if that thing. was going to be such a big fucking deal that's going to destroy the world, do you think that someone would have would have mentioned something about it in the Bible or the Book of Mormon? Mm-hmm. Like in the Book of Mormon, it's supposed to be the the whole truth, right? doesn't say shit about homosexuality there why didn't god say oh and by the way the gays are gonna fuck shit up he didn't say anything yeah nothing so i don't think god if there ever was or will be probably not him her whatever didn't care about sexuality 
and yet somehow Mormons have decided that that the gays are going mm-hmm. to be the downfall of the universe. Well, they're mm-hmm. they're an easy target, right? It's yeah. it's what everybody's picked on for the last <laughs> thousands of years. There have been yeah. gays it's since um, the beginning of oh, time. No. Yeah. Homosexuality is a gateway drug to pedophilia and bestiality. Right, you know right. That? Oh, I forgot right. about that. Yeah. That's yeah, right. That is Spencer W. Kimball, first you yeah. masturbate, then you become gay, and then you have sex with animals. Those are in his books, Miracle of Forgiveness. Okay. He was such a dumbass. <laughs> mm-hmm. Sorry, Spencer. No, really, are. it happened to a cousin of mine. <laughs> <laughs> You're working on the sheep farm, and soon enough, buddy. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh wow! Wow! Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't understand how people can just live their lives. I guess, I guess if they're comfortable, if you know, if they feel safe and comfortable and protected, and and that their lives are going along well, then why do anything to rock the boat, right? Like, why, why investigate whether or not what I believe is actually true when it's That's been true. working out for me so far? Yeah, I've got. I've got a nice wife, good kids, good job. Mm-hmm. I'm happy. Everything's going well. And it's only so. going well because I pay my tithing and I go to church every day. Like this yeah. is my reward. So when you have a great life, it's you know it's because I'm Mormon. I hope so badly that one of my nieces or nephews is gay because that will rock their world and they're going to have to rethink. Statistically, one of them will be. They've got to right. be. And I yeah. have seven kids and I, I, I don't have any signs yet that any of them are gay. And it makes me so sad. <laughs> I want a favorite child. I need oh, a nice. gay. <laughs> well, you know you'll be blamed. I know. You made them gay. <laughs> you had that gay gene, mm-hmm. but where did I get it? Mom yeah. and dad. Mom, <laughs> dad. Mm-hmm. And oh, it's interesting, right. too, because so many of the, like, not just Mormon church leaders, but just generally church leaders in this country have such a wide libertarian streak, mm-hmm. which is basically, at least the way they f- view it is, let everyone do whatever they want without government interference or right. without authority, authority interfering. Then fucking let them do the, what they yeah. want to do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let me I don't be know, gay I, and go to hell. Like, yeah. whatever. Yeah. yeah. Why is it any of your fucking business yeah, what who cares? I do in my mm-hmm. personal life? Yeah, and mm-hmm. that's, that's but yeah. I mean, because it's a corrupting influence on the children. What somebody think yeah. of the children? <laughs> oh, what yeah. about the children? As long as the government is still allowed to uh, tell me what I can do with my uterus, we're good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. <sighs> Just don't let them oh, tell man. you what I can do with your vagina. Oh. Leave <laughs> that in, Dan. Leave that in, Dan. <laughs> Thank It'll you, kids. We'll be here all night. <laughs> <laughs> Tip your waitress. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you lived most of your life as this good little LDS wife, raising oh. a family, a large brood, going yep. to church, living a righteous life. Absolutely, I became that proud Mormon wife of you know getting getting pregnant easily, having beautiful children. They were all pretty obedient. White shirt and tie. Um, my husband made a lot of money, so it was like, oh, God's rewarding us with wealth because we're being obedient. Um, so let's have more kids. Let's have more kids. God's blessing. Let's let's keep having more kids because every time I got pregnant again, I was like the badass in the ward. Like, oh, Sister DeWitt's having another baby. We're so excited for her. All these You're really going forth and multiplying, aren't exactly. you? Exactly. <laughs> like, I never got uh, much attention growing up being like the stupid little girl. And then my brothers got all the attention. So all of a sudden, here I was the one. I was now the favorite child. I was having all these children. I was going to the temple on on the weekly. Like I was teaching Sunday school and and I was getting called to speak in state conference and that just 
oh, it just felt so good to feel noticed and appreciated and above people because I always felt at the bottom being a to have girl. some modicum of respect for a change. Yeah, 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 it felt it felt good and it became like addictive. Like I needed to have this attention that I was being good because I had a streak in my life where I was not being good, hmm. and that was you know, dad always on my case and you're breaking your mother's heart and all that stuff. The guilt, the shame, the guilt, the shame. And so when I finally was doing the things and getting my dad to appreciate me, which was all I wanted, um, it, it was easy to stay there. So as long as you were pregnant, you were getting approval. Yeah. As long as I was pregnant, um, mm. going to church, having callings and and every time i would talk to my dad congratulations on being a brood mare <laughs> thank you thank you i can i can spit them out like watermelon seeds <laughs> oh, <Jesus. laughs> oh wow it is kind of like birthing a watermelon it's kind of like you know no you're yeah. right they just come sliding out i don't know i've never Spirit done it babies oh well with an epidural i could birth anything really okay. I'm, not, I'm not afraid right. not afraid mm. i ain't a feared hook so Oh God, I had a, will you hand me that notepad there in front of you? Cause I keep thinking of these questions and then they're slipping my mind cause I moved my, mm. my paper earlier. Sorry. Oh no, that's fine. Um, it's not your fault, Shelly. <laughs> <laughs> I am like, she's conditioned. I, I apologize. On you, I know. I know. When we first you met, are a woman after all. <laughs> I, know, so I know. When we first met, that. she kept apologizing for everything. I'm everything. like, what are you apologizing like, for? I don't know. I'm just used to it. I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry I apologize so much. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Maybe you're uh, Canadian and you didn't know it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. So sorry. <laughs> so sorry. So Did, sorry. Didn't mean to upset you. Uh, so at what what age did you, I mean, did it, okay, let me start this over. Did you initially start questioning whether you actually liked men or women or whether the church was true or uh, was it church. a little both or I had to leave the church before my sexuality would ever become something I could examine. Um, it, it happened. I had my seventh kid. Mm. I just turned 40 as you do, as you, as one does, <laughs> you have your seventh and you turn 40. Um, and I had a lot of postpartum depression. Are you guys making notes and giving me this shit? Is, Do I have I'm something sorry. in my face? So I, I asked you to hand me this pad of paper and uh -huh. Mary was- I was appreciating the artwork. Was appreciating huh? a little bit of Matt's artwork and I started flipping back through the pages and I was like, this one has always been one of my favorites. It's kind of oh, like God, Mr. Peanut. It's a dick. It's Mr. Rumpled Foreskin. <laughs> <laughs> We were, we were just, it was I need just, that tattoo. it was like months and months ago we were sitting in here and some, I can't remember what got us on the subject, but I think Ryan said, well, yeah, yeah it has to go around Ryan. drawing dicks everywhere. <laughs> and Matt's like, mm, maybe. And so we just started scribbling over here and started drawing all kinds of dicks. And That's an amazingly good penis drawing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Wearing yeah, anyway. a top hat and monocle. <laughs> just saying. <laughs> Mr. Penis. As one does. Uh -huh. Well, he only has one eye. <laughs> well, that's true. <laughs> God. The one-eyed monster. <laughs> the purple one-eyed monster. Mm. <laughs> nice. I always oh heard one-eyed snake. Yeah, you know? snake. Same. Okay. <laughs> that's, how, that's how she viewed her. She viewed I know. I view it as a monster. <laughs> a monster. <laughs> that, was her, that summed up her marriage right there. Yeah, the one-eyed purple monster. Is it that time of the week Anything can come out, oh, just, it just can't come in. Exactly. <laughs> That's funny. With an epidural, maybe it can. Maybe. Oh, oh, God. Maybe with an epidural. Anything with an epidural. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, wow. Jesus. So, before before I got I, before I derailed you with the dick pic, um, <laughs> what? so you said that it was, yeah, 
you that was non-consensual, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> sorry, sorry. But you, so you said that you started to doubt the church initially. Yeah. So what had happened was, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> I had the baby. I had postpartum depression. I was very depressed. Um, my husband had been sort of looking into some Denver snuffery type stuff. You guys have heard of Denver snuffer? Sounds very sort familiar. Of like, a, like a side like Southwest Utah. Yeah, he's he's he, like Joseph like Smith. Like fundamentalist. Was, yes, Mormonism Joseph Smith stuff. was correct, but he he actually did not have all these plural wives. They uh, were just sealed to him. Brigham Young was the one who took everything off the rails. That was that's the belief. And 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 Brent, that's my ex. He had been kind of looking into that a little bit. So he had been looking into the Word of Wisdom and how that was interpreted wrong and those things. And I remember telling him. I'm I'm depressed. I'm so on edge. I felt like I was living like a, a just like a nine out of ten, and I was about to explode at any time. And I did. I was lo- losing my temper. I, I kicked a door once out of anger and broke my toe in half. I mean, it was it was a mess. Ow. It was bad. And I remember telling him, I wish I could just have a beer and take the edge off because I had had beer when I was in college before I went to BYU. Um, <gasps> oh, before. before. Okay. I then would never then violate fine. the honor code. That's fine, ever. Sister Shelley. Then Thank that's you. okay. Thank you. Um, so he said, well, just, just go have a beer. I'm like, what are you talking about? And so we went over the whole and it was the word of wisdom. Beer too. It, it was, like it was a Heineken. Beer. I don't love Heineken to this day. Um, <laughs> it was an O'Doul's. What the fuck yeah, is it? honestly. <laughs> so I drank the beer and it did take the edge off and I felt great. So I started having a beer, you know, once or twice a week when I just felt super amped. Um, and then, of course, I felt a little guilty. That's how it gets you. I know. Mm-hmm. And I had asked to be released from my calling, which, by the way, I was known as the best Sunday school teacher ever. And so everyone wanted me to teach. That's what I've heard. Right. Mm -hmm. Put that on a resume, motherfuckers. (laughs) Um, So I went in because the bishop called me and said, well, why did you want to get out of your calling? And I had just had a baby. Like I was on number seven and I was exhausted. I felt spiritually empty. I felt like I'm doing all of the things. Everything I was told I was supposed to do to be happy. I'm doing all of them. And I am miserable. I'm exhausted. I'm overwhelmed. Um, anyway, I ended up kind of mentioning that I had trouble with the word of wisdom. I thought it was interpreted wrong. And he said, wait, are you struggling with the word of wisdom? Are you disobeying it? And I said, well, I've found that if I have like a low alcohol beer once or twice a week that I tend to, it it takes down my anxiety. I need to recommend, I need your temple recommend right now. Just lost to shit. He pulled your Mormon card. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yep. Took away my temple (laughs) recommend and it just sort of spiraled from there. And I'm not saying I left the church because they were being dicks to me, but it made it a whole lot easier to leave the church. I just don't understand why you would stay in the church once they take your temple recommend. Why stay in the church? This this was still my community. This I didn't have friends outside of the church yet. This was still... No, they keep you busy with church shit all fucking week long so that you don't have friends outside of the church. So that it makes it that much more difficult to leave. It was a good year before it was like the last time I set foot in um, a Mormon church. We started going to some non-denominational Christian churches, which I liked a shit ton better just because they played better music and they had guitars. And people are nicer. People are nicer. You don't have to dress like. Oh, yeah. you wear whatever the fuck you want. Yeah, it was yeah. great. They had coffee. Yeah. Free coffee? Like, whoa. So that was like, like crack to a Mormon. Right? Oh, my God. I'm like, I need it all the time. It's so good. And look how much creamer I put in. Yeah. <laughs> like, why is your coffee white? Yeah. <laughs> well, it's got is a lot of creamer. And yeah, delights some. White and delights some, baby. White and delights some. The latest Starbucks flavor. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. White and <laughs> 
Maybe that's how they can market that's, it in Utah. Oh, what was oh it? Pastor, Pastor Manning, right? That's the the white and delights them to him as people masturbate. They put semen in the Starbucks latte. Oh, yeah, yeah, oh my yeah. God. <laughs> Lord. <laughs> Speaking of dicks. <laughs> anyway, so my husband, my husband kept going down the Denver Snuffer Road. That's I was fun to say. Don't going down the Denver Snuffer Denver Road. Denver Snuffer. Go ahead on down to Denver Snuffer. Take a left on I eighty four. Yeah. Um, I went. To, I went along with it for a few months, and it just didn't quite sit with me. I'm like, ah. And then I started, for some reason, this whole gay thing started being in my mind. Like, does God hate gays? Because I was really raised that way, that, you, that it's so wicked. And was there point, anything in particular that, that triggered that or made you start boobs, thinking about it? Boobs. Or? No, yes, because <laughs> since we quit going to church, um, uh, my best friend at the time and I, she also eventually left the church. We joined a CrossFit gym. Mm-hmm. And I started making friends outside of Mormon anything. And, of course, some of the friends, they ended up being – they were gay or whatever. And – I started realizing they were just nice people, good people and fun to be. It's like super fun to be around. Um, and so I finally came to the point in my heart that like, I don't think there's anything wrong with being gay. Like I'm, I, I don't think God cares if you're gay. And I remember having some conversations with my husband at the time, cause he was still sort of like, God hates gays. He's over that at this point. But, as soon as I got that oh, hate, I, hope so. I seriously, <laughs> right? I know. That'd be, that'd cause some real problems in the whole, like, you know, Like, he should be bragging. I was married to a lesbian, together, yeah. you know. I don't know like, that you brag bra- about that. Okay, well. <laughs> anyway, as soon as I got that out of my heart, the brainwashing that gay is bad, I'm, I'm not kidding you, in the next week, I just found myself, like, staring at these hot chicks at the gym. I'm going, oh my, whoa, whoa, what's going on? And the hot guys, like, I would appreciate their bodies, but it wasn't like a... I, I, I could look at them and look away. But it wasn't like you wanted to run over and lick them. <laughs> no, because that's gross. Um, but with the girls too, it wasn't just they were hot. I mean, that kind of registered in my mind like, whoa, I'm being, I'm very attracted to them. Hmm. It was, I wanted to be right next to them. I want to know everything about them. And I wanted to tell them all about my life. And I wanted my leg to touch their leg and just sit there and like, give me everything and hug me and let's talk and be best friends. It was this energy I had to have. And the more I recognized that, must be near women. Must be uh-huh. near. I think we can all agree. Must be near women. Sure. Yeah. Matt's ambivalent. All right, right on. That's fair. Fair, fair. Listen it's up. nothing. It's nothing about the gender. It's just sex generally. Is yeah. Mm, okay. Yeah. Well, that's how I felt right. about sex with my husband. I was like, mm, this is something I have to do. Um, long story short, I started spending more and more time. I had these two friends that were girls, and it was one of those like. I want to breathe the air that you're breathing. I want to be so in your space all the time. I don't want to be around my husband. Um, and I was starting to recognize like, whoa, I, I, I think I'm gay. I think I'm gay. And so. Did that worry you? Were you concerned? Um, like, I'm going to go to hell. Like, I just, this isn't, this isn't God's plan for me. I was already over the whole God's plan thing. I was worried about my family. I was too afraid to leave my husband. Um, I was very kind of in between and he was getting mad that I was spending so much time with my friends and I'd come home and try to give him attention. It was just fake. And he would say, you know, you don't, you don't spend time with me. You don't this, you don't that. I don't feel love from you. And so I would just try harder, but it was all trying. I never had to try to want to be with my, my friends who were girls. Mm -hmm. Um, And I remember there was one specific night I'd been out with my friends and it was such a good time. And I came home and Brent was already in bed and he was asleep on top of the covers and he was a good looking guy. You know, he's wearing his underwear. He works out and, you know, he's got muscles and things. And I stood next to him next to the bed and I just stared at him for a few creepy minutes. 
trying to feel <laughs> something like some attraction, some connection, something. And it was just nothing. Mm. And I went and I sat down in the bathroom and I just cried. I cried because I decided I would stay with him, even though I knew I would just have this mediocre life and never feel connection and never feel like that romantic thing. Um, and we would just raise kids together and it was just not going to be great. And that was what it was going to be. Thankfully, we just started fighting, fighting more and more and more as that went down. And we had like the last big blow up and we split ways. And I decided I was going to date girls. Um, and I was going to date all the girls. I was going to date all the boys. I was just going to whore myself out there and do all these things. You slut. I know. Such I was <laughs> wanting to be the big slut. And, uh, you know, my friends still make fun of me. They say, you were single for like 24 hours because I met Mary. And suddenly all the things that I wanted, everything my heart wanted was there. Like everything was being fulfilled. So I never got to whore myself out. Um, but I'm okay. Oh, with, I'm so I know, disappointed for you. <laughs> I know. I've never got a chance. Uh, I'm sorry. Yeah. So for, as far as the gay thing in the church, I think I had to leave the church first. But looking back now, there were so many times growing up. I think I said that earlier that clearly I was gay. But How did just I not know? I wanted yeah. anyone tell me. Yeah. But I was so in the church and needing the church to be right and needing to be right within the church, needing all the praise. I would have never gone down the gay road ever had i not left well prior prior to you know you having the beer or whatever to relax and getting your getting your temple card pulled mm -hmm. did you did you ever have any doubts about the church like did it no did you there there was nothing that led you to think well maybe this isn't true or or no. maybe this is all bullshit <laughs> yeah oh hang on i think matt muted you yeah God damn it, Matt. Sorry. <laughs> He's like, shut up, bitch. Thanks, Matt. I'm tired of your fucking story. <laughs> I'm going to fucking leave. I'm, I'm out of here. <laughs> I'm taking my ball and my bat and I'm leaving. No, Matt. So Matt. Just gets up and goes to the bathroom if he's got to go. So oh, that's and he that's mutes he mutes Shelly and, and he then he's like, bathroom. "Fuck this bitch," and I'm leaving. <laughs> I feel so loved. Mm. Uh, no, I was the one. I was raised to never question, and even when I had my wild streak in early college, I still knew, quote unquote, that the church was true hmm. because my dad knew it was true, and I wanted him to. I just never doubted anything that he said because and you were I had daddy his issues. Approval. Absolutely, I was seeking his approval because it was so hard to get. Um, and I, so I never questioned anything ever. I think you have to go to a place where you're like, eh, I really don't give a shit if I get my parents approval or not. Yeah. Yeah. I think I finally reached that point where I just was exhausted of, of faking my life. Um, and it wasn't even that the church started to seem wrong to me. So I wanted out. I just got exhausted of being the perfect Mormon wife. I couldn't do it anymore. And it was every time I learned something about the church was actually not true. I felt relieved, actually. It was like, oh, oh, wow, I'm so glad that polygamy is bullshit. And oh, wow, I'm so glad that this. And it was it, the anger didn't come until afterward where I realized, dude, fucking 40 some years of my life in this shit, because yeah. all of the initial discoveries that it was bullshit was a relief to me because I felt like I was just sort of letting go a little bit at a time. Um, yeah, I think that yeah. a lot of people get to that point. It's like, wow, what a wait. They look back over it. What a waste of time energy money money mm -hmm. it's just oh it's just a suck it just sucks you dry what a waste. well and then that i've lived my life this long 
not knowing how much happier I could be outside yeah, the church. Right. And now that I am outside and I look back at how many times people fucking lied to me about yeah. stuff, about stuff that they pretty obviously have to know that what they're saying yeah. is a lie. And they're continuing to perpetuate that mm -hmm. because it keeps them in power, gives them money, prestige, whatever. And and a lot of people become really, really angry and really bitter. And you don't seem to be that way, to your credit. Um, I've, I've worked through a lot of it. There are some things that I get a little pissed off about. But at the same time, I think at this point, I'm just so happy to be out of it. I mean, don't get me wrong. I will go off on the podcast and yell about some things and just have kind of a pissy day. Yeah. But it. I also view my history of being raised how I was and everything that's kind of set me up to a place where I can have the podcast with Mary and help other people. May I, I sort of feel like I finally do have a calling, I guess, that that matters. All the dumbass callings in the church didn't mean shit, didn't do, didn't do anything to help anybody. And I finally feel like, yeah, this this matters. What What we do matters. This is Mithrin, author of the ABCs of Science and Mormonism, as well as I Should Start a Cult, and you're listening to The Godless Revolution. Well, Stan, it's all a matter of faith. No, it's a matter of logic. If you're going to say things that have been proven wrong, like that the first man and woman lived in Missouri and that Native Americans came from Jerusalem, then you better have something to back it up. All you've got are a bunch of stories about some asswipe who read plates nobody ever saw out of a hat and then couldn't do it again when the translations were hidden. Thank you to everybody who has rated the show on iTunes and Stitcher and are following us on YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook. And to all our Patreon patrons, you make the show possible. My anger has been more about, I think, my parents, maybe, like just sort of treating me differently. And I don't I don't like it. I've had anger about my parents now treating my kids differently. Um but I don't know, Mary, have I been super angry about it? I do have my moments. I mean, and you met, when you and I met, I was, I had left the church, but I was still, I was just starting to really process stuff. Mm -hmm. It was very early on. Was there a lot of anger? I think it comes and goes. I mean, mm -hmm. it's like, it's a process, yeah. you know? I mean, some days you're going to feel it more than others. And some days you're going to laugh about it. Some days you're going to cry true. about it. Some days you're going to vent and be mm -hmm. angry. You know, we both go through yeah. times when we vent about things. Yeah. You know? Some days you'll hear something about the church. You know, they've done something awful yeah. and it just really sets you off. I get pissed, and, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I do find myself, even when I'm angry, I tend to vent in a funny way. You know, like like the things that I say are kind of making fun of it as I'm venting. So maybe that comes off as, as a little more uh, lighthearted. But I've also found that by making fun of it in a funny way, it takes the power away from the church. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. I'll just rip it apart like it's a stupid piece of shit. And like, you don't even have the power to make me pissed off anymore. Yeah, yeah. You know, I'm going to show you, everyone yeah. the signs and tokens. Fuck off, you know? <laughs> yeah, no, we, we are going to talk about a temple episode, mm -hmm. for, for sure. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think that's part of the fun of our podcast is that she'll say some crazy Mormon thing, not even knowing that, forgetting that people don't really know what she's talking about, like, mm -hmm. who aren't Mormon. Yeah. And they'll stop her and be like, wait, 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 wait. Wait, what? what was that crazy thing you just <laughs> what? said? And I'm like, the patriarchal grip. You don't <laughs> yeah, know that? Like, huh? Sure <laughs> sign of the nail. Come on. Sign of the Melchizedek. What is it? Melchizedek. First Mc token of the Melchizedek pilgrim. priesthood. There you go. She's Jesus. like, who the fuck was Melchizedek? <laughs> Melchizedek. He no, had a milky what? Yeah. what? Oh, now we're back on the dicks again. This must be a man podcast. You should get that checked out. Because we <laughs> always talk about under boobs and vaginas if on our podcast. If your lasts for more than four hours. <laughs> oh, God. God. My favorite joke is to push pause and run out of the room. <laughs> yeah, or I like mute, that. I mean, uh, not yeah. pause. Let's mute, mute the lesbian mute the and I'm going to go take a piss. 
<laughs> we'll shut her right. up one way or another. And I was saying some amazing things. Peace out. See ya. <laughs> <laughs> I revealed some amazing secrets that now no one will get to hear while I was muted, by the uh-huh. way. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, it was tragic. Sorry, everybody. It was a tragic mistake. Sorry. Yeah, I, I revealed the day of the second coming, and now we're all fucked. Because <laughs> I'm not saying it again. Sorry, audience. Matt fucked you up. Yeah. Oh, you know what? I think that might be all fake. Really. Oh, that's right. <laughs> so, yeah. so, so you, I want to back up a little bit. Sure. Earlier you, you talked about uh, your brothers are still in, um, that they, they don't seem to want to question what, what is going on at all. Or they, they don't haven't, question they don't, they, haven't, they don't have any questions for you, certainly. No, and they no. probably aren't questioning their own beliefs. Right. Um, and a lot of that is because the church tells them not to read anything outside of exactly. official church exactly. doctrine and scripture yeah. and church approved sources and everything. Right. Um, Which blows they... my mind. Be- well, not that the church does that because they suck, but I yeah. have a brother who's a doctor. He went to medical school. He is so smart and so well read. He's like super smart guy. And I, I wish he would just spark a conversation so I wouldn't feel like I was attacking him. But I wish I could say, you know, when you went to medical school and learned to be a radiologist, did you get all of your information on how to do it from one book? Or did you take it from a bunch of books and then decide what was going to be, you know, how you were going to do it? I would love to say that. And because of course he would say, oh, well, yeah, I studied this, 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 this. Then why, if you're basing your entire life Mm. on a religion, why would you not give it a little more thought? Compared to what you gave thought to your career, you know, this is your, your eternal, whatever, this is how you're raising your children and you're going to go by one source Mm -hmm. and trust that one source completely. Well, I don't understand why a logical person would be influenced by religion anyway. (laughs) You you can't prove any of it. So I don't understand. Well, you've had the, the spirit is testified. Uh, No, it's really not. Yeah, but (laughs) that's, yeah, that's not logic at all. And and it's not, it's not how he came to understand radiology. Right, right. And so... If you would just put some logic into your religious beliefs, I think religion would kind of go away. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Kind of, Oxymoron. Yeah. 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 The problem is most people aren't logical, though. Well, and isn't it interesting that, that someone as logical mm-hmm. as a doctor who does yeah. things in a logical way and follows, you know. Well, we he, hope he is, yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, he's a great doctor. <laughs> Um, but then we never really studied anything. He just prays really, really well. Yeah. I was going to say that too. There's no classes in how to pray. Yeah. You you learn how to actually be a doctor. Yeah. I I actually think religion exists for two reasons. A, people want to know what happens when they die. Yep. And B, they want to feel better than everybody else. Yes. Mm -hmm. Totally. Yeah. A hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. Have you? I'm kind of cynical about humans. They want to. They want to. The people who invented religion wanted to control you and take your money. Take your money and your wives. Well, it always it always just seems really weird to me that people can be so incurious about the things that they already believe, right? Yeah. I mean, they can look around. Clearly, your family members know that there are other religions out there, Mm -hmm. and they probably don't know much, if anything, about most of these they other religions. They don't know religions. shit about anything So else. how do they know that the thing they believe is true? Because yeah. they've said it since they were a kid. I know the church is true. Yeah. I know the church is true. Well, yeah, Our dad said, I know the church. Everyone that. they've ever looked up to has said, I know the church is true. That's why testimony meetings are so powerful to keep people mm-hmm. brainwashed is because when you see someone you look up to or someone you've grown up with who's older than you or, you know, someone that you idolize, if they get up and say, I know the church is true. Well, that person like, knows it and they're pretty fucking smart. Yeah, so it must yeah, be true. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's why I knew it was true because my dad knew it was true. I yeah. didn't question anything. I didn't look into anything. It was true because my dad said, period. That's mm. it. 
Thank God he was fucking wrong. (laughs) Sorry, Dad. (laughs) So, well, how long have you been out out of the church? Oh, probably four years, I'd say. Yeah. Yeah. So are you familiar with the CES letter? Yep. I actually have never read it. That's the interesting thing is I never – the thing that made most people leave was the CES letter, and I was already out. I I don't even know what's in it, if I'm being honest. I don't know what that is. What is that? Uh, so the CES letter was written by Jeremy Runnels, um, and it's a response to a church education system mm-hmm. uh, uh, leader who he, they were having some back and forth, and Jeremy basically goes through a bunch of church history and says, mm-hmm. well, what about this, and what about this? And and using all just church sources for all of it, it's, you know, this person said this, which we know is demonstrably false. This person said this, which yeah. we know is false. You know, it talks about things like the Kinderhook plates yep. and uh, polygamy and Basically, blacks church, not holding the priesthood. Proves the church and, to be bullshit from actual church sources. Yeah. 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 And, and, you know, there so there was the original CES letter and then I think it was Fair Morgan, Fair, Fair Mormon, Mormon, somebody – Somebody in that organization penned a reply, and then Jeremy's replied to that. And they've gone back and forth, but you know, my my partner Tracy, she has been an atheist for a long time. I think she's been an out atheist longer than I have, actually, and was raised LDS, of course, living mm-hmm. here in Utah. Most of her family is very LDS. It's she comes from a very very large LDS family in the area, and I. I pointed out the CES letter to her one day and she read it and she's just like, by by the time she's finished, she's like, I want my grandpa to read this. Mm -hmm. I want my mom to read this. I want everybody, Mm -hmm. all of my, all of my friends and family who are still in the church, like they should know this shit because this is all verifiable fact-based evidence that the church is bullshit and it's all right here in black Mm -hmm. and white for anybody who's curious about it and instead they're wasting their lives on this fucking nonsense yeah Yeah. no you're right i uh, my brother who is the doctor i did mention to him i said have you ever heard of the ces letter and that was was all blowing up and he's Mm -hmm. "Mm, no said oh well if you ever get a chance give it a read and i'm sure he hasn't um i wonder if a lot of people well there's so many arguments to it now that are bullshit arguments that you whatever you choose to believe before you even read it, you're going to believe it anyway, unless you're already questioning. That's one thing I found is it it does nothing to get someone to try to question if they're not already questioning. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? If they if they if they are just so sure it's true and you try to throw throw them a bone like oh it's this, it doesn't matter. They can talk their their way around it, which is where all of my family is right now. There's no cracks, none. Yeah. That's so frustrating, oh, right? Yeah. Isn't it like oh, you yeah. feel like you can't even have a conversation or even approach a conversation yeah. about that, mm-hmm. and then it. Just it makes me fairly bitter, and I carry around a lot of anger when I'm around my family members mm-hmm. who are super religious because it's like I know you're a good person. I, I've known you my whole life. You do, you know, you're you're kind, you're generous, but there are limits on that kindness and generous and generosity. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. you're you're less kind and less generous to people outside your faith. Yeah, of course, certainly people outside of your family. I think most people are like that anyway but if you if they're not part of your religious tribe then they're, they're not less, as worthy yeah, they're, they're not than, a, they're yeah. less than and mm-hmm. you don't treat them as well and th- your religion has poisoned you to where i know that you're deep down a good person but it's made you a fucking bigot absolutely <laughs> and you treat other people like shit yep. because of something that is just so blatantly false and ridiculous yeah. and i have a hard time respecting people more and more who who hold on to these religious yeah. beliefs and are just so incurious about the things that they believe when 
the information is there. If it's they, there. If they, and you it's, don't have to look far. It's like they just don't care whether what they believe is true or not because it and, makes them feel good. And it's like, well, yeah. okay, but if we could point you in the direction that would show you that you've been living your life according to a lie your mm-hmm. entire life, wouldn't you want to know that? Wouldn't you want to stop wasting your time and effort and resources on something that's bullshit? You would think. And wouldn't you want to stop that from going down the next generation? Right. Don't raise your kids in this bullshit. Yeah. Well, like, why would you want lives? to trap your kids and future generations yes. in something that is a fucking lie and exactly. harmful? Mm-hmm. Well, I think Mormonism is particularly guilty because it's so hierarchical. So. You have these people wanting to get these callings and get higher and higher in the church. And so the more worthy they appear, mm-hmm. then they'll be stowed upon uh, upon them the better callings yeah. and they'll be, you know, the the stake president or this. this oh, I'm know. just a humble bishop right now. Maybe <laughs> next year I can be a humble stake president. Uh-huh, yep. Exactly. <laughs> and you just get higher and higher up the more worthy you look. So you have to hold it all together. And I'm sure that means you're looking down on the people that don't mm-hmm. do as well as you. Of How course. can you help it? You know, it's a bunch of snitches. You know, uh, Doctor Seuss. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. It's they a, have it's no stars snitches. on Mars. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 oh my God, stars on Mars. I hadn't thought about that in a really long time. That's awesome. <laughs> For sure. It's true. Yeah, it just it it drives me nuts. I I feel like not only can I not be my authentic, genuine self around so many of my friends and family members. But I have to live, not only can I not be authentic, but I have to, like, basically lie about who yeah. I am and yeah. and how I act and interact with other people. And it's to coddle their fragile belief in fucking bullshit. Exactly. Why do you do that, though? Why bother? Because, what, so for, on, on my, good question, on my end of it, a lot of my nieces and nephews are now starting to go on missions. And mm-hmm. I fucking hate it. Yeah. I feel bad for the kids. I, I, I know that the, at least the boys are feeling very guilted into going. The girls are like, oh, I didn't get married. I guess I'll go. And I know the church is true. <laughs> haven't, and... haven't captured me a man yet. I guess I got to go on a mission. <laughs> I guess I got to go serve Jesus. <laughs> Jesus will be my boyfriend. Um, and I want to say he sucks in bed <laughs> i just need him to turn all the water into wine i don't care what he does in bed i want to get drunk um i I, it, I love my nieces and nephews and i see them go on missions and they're cool before they go and then on their missions they have like mission blogs and it's like all of their language turns into missionary language mm-hmm. and i just feel so blessed and i felt the spirit so strong i'm like oh my god they're being brainwashed even worse on their missions someone Stop this. Mm-hmm. Stop it. You're fucking them up. But I can't say that. I have to be like, oh, they're, they, she got called him along oh, Italy. How so great. Oh, so glad that you're happy. Yeah. Having fun. I know. I mean, I'll say things like, oh, yeah, you'll be a great missionary trying to somehow not sound like the, the, the mad ex-Mormon. But if I say anything to my family about the podcast or my girlfriend, it's like crickets. Yeah. You know, they don't want to talk with me. They don't want to say, wow, you have that many downloads? Great job. No, no, no. Crickets. But I have to somehow, or I'll look angry. You're right. I don't have to. I just You don't have to say anything at all. Well, what I want to say is y'all are fucking up your kids. Mm -hmm. And I hope, I hope with everything I am that they're going to knock on some door when they're on their mission and someone's going to answer the door and they're going to have the CES letter in their hand. They're going to sit down and they're going to have a talk and it's going to plant some seed of doubt in your kid's heart. And they're going to come home for the mission and they're going to call their aunt Shelly and be like, hey, can we talk? That would be the best day of my life. Well, you know, we best heard day. that from a, a listener actually wrote in a letter about how she was going door to door as a missionary. And um, <laughs> knock, knock. You know, I, I found out that these people are <laughs> I called. I you said, door to door. <laughs> door to door. 
<laughs> um, so I, I found out these people are called investigators when you go to the yeah. door. Yeah. I had no idea what that was. So anyway, the investigator who opened the door told her about Well, the, it's funny, um, right? Because then it places the onus on the person that you're fucking bothering. Like, oh, no, I wasn't bothering them. <laughs> well, they're they investigating, investigating the church. Uh-huh. I just didn't know they were investigating until I knocked on their door and fucking bothered them. <laughs> yeah. Right, exactly. <laughs> right? Yeah, so this person. I can help you with your investigation. There you How's go. How's your investigation going? <laughs> well, it took. I'm a Mormon detective. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. I keep cutting well, you that's okay. It's just like, it's so fucking dumb. I know. It is. It <laughs> is. It might God. all be fake. <laughs> but yeah, so this person was like, did you know about the exclusion policy in your church? And she had no idea. So that put it on her shelf. You know, her shelf started cracking and breaking. I didn't even mm. know about the shelf thing until, until we started talking about mm-hmm. it. I was like, you know, you can go to Home Depot and get that figured out right away. <laughs> you know, they have stuff Just for need that. Some bigger, better brackets you need and a bolts, bracket. man. That's right. <laughs> Maybe uh, use Duct a wall tape. anchor. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It's so crazy. So, I would love that if uh, missionaries are going door to door. I'm going to say it again. And uh, their investigator who answers is still, like telling them all this shit about the, the church that they need to know about. Yeah. That, that's that I hope for that so much for my nieces and nephews. I I would love for some of those missionaries to come by our place, and I'd be like, "Come on in." I think the first chat. step for you, Shelley, is to stop saying sweet things about missions to your relatives. It's like just don't say anything. Well, I've just said, "Wow, I'm sure Italy sounds great." You know, wherever Texas, probably beautiful this time of year. I'm not. Ne- I'm never like you are going to spread the gospel like a blah blah blah. You're going to make a great missionary. Mm-hmm. I hate door missions. You know where I got that from is Pee Wee. Oh, yeah? Pee Wee's Playhouse. Oh. Yeah, it's like they'd always You're open so it up. so gay. Jesus. Yeah, so every every time on the Playhouse, I guess there'd be some salesman that would come to the door. He's like, I'm going door to door to make an incredible offer. And he's like, ah, salesman. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I love that show. <laughs> well, and it's it's I think it's good that so many missionaries while they're out in the mission field, they are confronted by somebody who gets them to question mm-hmm. what they believe and why. Uh one of the one of the guests that we've had on the show here, uh who's been a long-time friend of mine, who was actually one of the biggest reasons why I identify as an atheist now. Uh we were working at the same company back in 94 <laughs> and uh he Back told me he was an atheist, and I wasn't quite sure what that was. But no, he, he he told me he was an atheist, and he had previously been Mormon and basically lost his faith while he was in the mission field. And it was because they had they had been going to an investigator's house, a black investigator. Uh oh. Uh, and they had, seat of Cain. They had been they going called. through the series yeah. of talks with him, and he's like, "And we're we're going for our final talk." And we get there, and you know, I walk into his apartment and he's he's acting a little agitated. You can tell there's something wrong with him and and so they go in and they sit down and and he just kind of is acting a little erratic and he's like, "Huh, you guys, you wouldn't believe what's going on." So, I was talking to my mom last night, right? Crazy thing I know. She told me that the LDS church didn't allow black people to hold the priesthood until 1978. That's crazy, right? That's nuts. <laughs> and he's like, me and my companion just kind of looked at each other like, uh, he's like, and he said, you know, the, the investigator that we were visiting is, well, that's, she's absolutely wrong, right? I mean, that's, that's, mm-hmm. that's clearly fake. <laughs> and he's like, we had to tell him, well, you know, that, that's true. Blacks couldn't hold the priesthood until 1978. And he said the guy started just, bawling, wow. crying his eyes out, 
and screamed at them on his way out, when would you have told me this? Mm -hmm. Why am I not hearing this until now? Why didn't I hear this from you? (laughs) When would you have told me that I couldn't have held the priesthood? Nobody in my family could have held the priesthood pre-1978. Would you have waited until... You know, I started going to church. Would you have waited until after I was baptized? Yeah. Maybe after I was holding church callings. Maybe after I went on a mission myself that you that I would find out that after I paid that your church for a few years, <laughs> that your sure. church was mm-hmm. hugely racist, and I couldn't even hold the priesthood in the church until 1978. Yeah. When would you have told me that? And he's crying and left his own place and left my friend and his missionary companion sitting in this guy's apartment. Oh, and he's like, that is what I want. That to was it. I was done. My nieces well, and nephews. Well, all right. Yeah. He's like that was it. Um, I was done. Yeah. <laughs> I would advise wow. every girl to leave the Mormon Church. You can't get yeah. the priesthood. Still, yeah. You get to share your husband yeah, with a bunch point. of wives in heaven. And you, yeah. The best you can do, you can be one hundred percent obedient your entire life, do all the right things, and your reward in heaven is to share your husband with a bunch of other women and have spirit babies. Like, what kind of fucking reward is that? That's horrible. As long as he calls you through the veil. Exactly. Yeah. That's a good point. He may oh, not. Whole, yeah, yeah, it's true. So you'd better be really nice to him while you're here on uh-huh. Earth. Make By the sure way, that he's happy with you. Yeah, yeah. By the way, my new name is Emma. Are we sharing new names right oh, now? Oh, yeah? Yeah. Emma, eh? Uh-huh. Well, what was what was your husband's name? I don't know. He never told me oh, because he said he face. forgot it. And, of course, you don't get to know it when you're Mormon. I thought men were you, supposed to. You can to. use mine. It's Amulek. Amulek. Oh, we could look it up online, too, right? Like, if you yeah. just yeah, give me I don't the know date. The dear, I don't know yeah. the day he went through uh, this first time, but I'm Emma. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nice. Funny. Thank you. Yeah. So if they require, if for some reason they do require both of them, you can just use mine. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> nice. I like it. Nice. Am- Amulek. That's that sounds better. We, we we need to give Mary a new name, by the way. Do okay. All right. Sure. I I would love to not have a biblical name. I, I was gonna say I think Mary works. I know. Yeah, it's actually pretty damn good. Oh well. Uh, <laughs> do? So does Mary know about the three different levels of heaven? Well, from her, yeah. yeah. But she gets terrestrial and telestial mixed up. Well, all it's all it's because it's backward. Up. It's because it's backward and yeah. fucking stupid, right? Uh-huh. Celestial's the low one, yeah. <laughs> like, like, it should be that terrestrial is yeah. the lowest one. Yeah. It has to be some kind of transcription or printing error because, yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, that. terrestrial is planet-based. It's yeah. Earth. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, Earth. It's terrestrial. It's, that right. should be the lowest level. Right. It shouldn't be that it goes telestial, which is here on Earth, and then terrestrial is above. Like, that's fucking stupid. Well, Joseph Smith was kind of uneducated. He he might have made an error like that. And he did partake in the mild barley drinks from time to time. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Those are actually big words for Joseph Smith, I think. Mild barley. Telestial, terrestrial. Yeah, they are. Yeah. He probably misspelled them. He may not have even known what they were, and that's how they ended up Mm -hmm. out of order. But yeah, it's, it's just dumb. It's so ridiculous on its face when you start looking at you know, when you can go through and start listing all of these things about the church that are just so fucking weird and stupid, mm-hmm. that if you start making a list of them, I think anybody in the church <laughs> that that would look through this list would go, yeah, that's probably uh, fake. I'm starting to think. Yeah, that I'm starting, starting to think it's all fake. <laughs> yeah, for me, I left because I was exhausted and couldn't do it, and I didn't. I, I didn't like the way the Mormons were being to me as I was starting to question. I wasn't even questioning that deeply. I was just like, some things bothered me, but I was just exhausted. Uh, it actually wasn't until I left and then started researching more that I was like, holy shit, what a mess! How does anyone believe this? And I. Really, again, holy shit, how does anyone believe it? I don't – you have to just not know anything. And I have such smart family. Like, well, how do you – how do you 
How do you stay in? Well, you were kind of called into the bishop's office, which mm-hmm. kind of sounds like the principal. I mean, really, Basically, when you when you think yeah. about all the punishments that are like so stupid, I'm like, what tar and feathering? I don't know. It's just so dumb. Anyway, you were called <laughs> in there. Beca- who is the Jack? Well, apparently, Reagan? you've never been tarred and feathered. <laughs> uh, yeah, you wouldn't okay. say it was stupid if it had happened uh, little, to you. I was on the rack once. Very but, hot, um, super sticky. Okay, it is, it is hot. It is hot. Try and sleeping with and it's tickly tar too and at the feather. same time. <laughs> it's hard to get out of your hair. There's not enough peanut butter in the world. To get yeah, that shit yeah, out of your that's hair. true. Um, but okay, so who is the jack wagon that talked about having only one earring? I have not heard that uh, word in a long Gordon time. B- Gordon B. Hinckley. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So that happened, and you were in your. Is it similar to fuck truck? <laughs> oh, that's a I good guess. one. And you were in your. Uh, what do they call the girl when the women get together? What is that called? Relief, Relief society. society. Right, right, right. Yes. So you're in some Relief Society meeting, and some sister stood up and talked about how she had some sort of testimony of taking an, uh, her second earring out yeah. or something yeah. based on this. Right. And you, meanwhile, had just had your nose pierced. Yeah, I just turned 40, and so I had my nose pierced because I've always thought it was... I mean, was... how do you celebrate your 40th birthday? You get your nose pierced. <laughs> right. Because this time I was questioning, and I wouldn't say questioning I so much. I had my asshole bleach. <laughs> right. I mean, if we're going to be just, you know, throwing things out there. I'm going <laughs> to... Huh. <laughs> well, okay. pictures or it didn't happen. <laughs> also, those things are not even remotely in the same category. I, I feel like you were waiting to say that. And now's like, the time. I didn't have to create any new holes in my body. God. I guess so. I was I cleaning know, one I, up. I think same that bleach uh, might widen something that's already there, maybe. God. Can we please stop talking about his asshole? You're welcome. So, anywho. <laughs> anyway, when you turn 40, you either bleach your asshole or you get your nose pierced. And for me, the piercing of my nose was I always thought it was very pretty and very kind of strong looking in a woman. Um, and I was having a hard time with, with how judgmental the Mormon culture was becoming. And especially in my world. Just becoming? Well, that I was yeah. noticing, I guess. <laughs> that I was, that I was noticing more. Okay. Weird. The church has always been so progressive. Yeah, why all of a sudden? <laughs> I was just noticing. I blame Trump. <laughs> this was pre-Trump, I think. Anyway, but yeah, blame Trump. Um. There's yeah. not much that's pre-Trump. No, no, you're right. <laughs> you're right. He's old true. as fuck. Uh, anyway, <laughs> I started noticing in class and in, in sacrament meeting people just talking about others as, you know, they don't dress right or we need to clean up our language or just all these all these very outward things. And I, it, it was starting to really get to me. And so when I decided to get my nose pierced, I, I wasn't worried about it being wrong because I was just kind of done with with everyone being so judgmental. Like, I don't yeah. fucking care what you yeah, people I don't think care. about. Yeah. Yeah. So I got a pierce. Yeah, I got a pierce, went, went to the Relief Society, and it was the the lesson was on following the prophet. What a great lesson. And someone, they thought, they talked about when Gordon B. Hinckley said the girl should only wear two earrings. And this, the Relief Society president Just was, one in each ear. Yeah, one in each not ear. I'm two. sorry. Can you have two in one and not no. one in the other? No. Okay, just checking. No, you <laughs> slut. <laughs> okay, all right. No, I was only born with one ear. <laughs> God. Yeah, what about the earless people? What are we supposed to do? What about the single-eared poor people? <laughs> Can I have two in my single exactly. ear? Exactly. I'm making a Well, we're starting a, a partnership point. program where people with one ear can partner together so that that money isn't wasted oh, on extra earrings. <laughs> I like it. Oh, my God. That's brilliant. Uh-huh. Such a smart man. You're welcome. Uh, anyway, so she was saying how she was being blessed because she followed the prophet 
and took the earrings out. And the blessing the was second the pair second pair. Earrings. Thank you. And the blessing was that she received was that her younger sister saw her take out her second piercings. And so she took hers out too. I think that was a tender mercy. <sighs> it was just fucking stupid is what it was. <laughs> so I was so irritated that this was the example of how she'd been blessed by following the prophet. It was so stupid. And I raised my hand and I said, yeah, how is that a blessing? It's not, know. but that's the stupid shit they talk about in Relief Society. I raised my hand and I said, okay, well, I just turned 40 and I decided I wanted to get my nose pierced because blah, blah, blah. I told the whole story about thinking it was pretty and whatever. Hmm. And I said, the second that needle went in my nose, the spirit left my body completely. <gasps> I know. And heads whipped around <laughs> looking at me. And then I said, no. All the it, pearls were clutched. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and I said, no, it didn't. The spirit didn't leave my body. I'm, I was the same after the piercing as I was before. Why are we judging people for how they look? Jesus didn't Jesus didn't talk about earrings and piercings. And I kind of like called them to repentance, sort of, in a nice, fun, kind way. And I said, you know, we can be better. We can be better. Let's look at the heart. Next day, I get an email from the bishop. I need to talk to you. I go in. And he says, so I heard you caused quite a stir in Relief Society. I'm like, uh. It's the talk of the war. I know. Oh, my gosh. Right? And he said, that some sisters talked to me and said that you made the room feel dark with your comments. You you brought this 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 wicked, you know, darkness no, to the geez. room. Um, I this do dark not. dark energy presence. I know. Just mm-hmm. so many people were disturbed yeah, by it. Yeah, yeah. He said, I do not want you commenting in classes anymore unless it lines up um, exactly with the manual. I was shushed. Because I said, can we be more Christ-like? <laughs> the fuck? And that was another thing that was like, yeah, this isn't so hard to leave the church. Like, as a, it's almost yeah. like when you start being slightly rebellious by saying, "Let's be more like Jesus." You're making mm-hmm. it easy for me to leave, fuckers. Yeah, because yeah. they become <laughs> assholes. I'm like, what? Yeah. This is this is fucked up. This is new name Noah, and you're listening to the Godless Revolution. Maybe I shouldn't be telling you this, but there is a state where the marriage laws are a little looser. Utah. Utah, home of America's most powerful weirdos. Our lives could be so wonderful there. In Provo, Utah? Why would I go to Utah? I love booze, caffeine, and monogamy. Then that must be it. So how many brides will you be marrying today, Mr. Simpson? Just one. What, are you gay? If you have questions, comments, concerns, compliments, corrections, criticisms, or concepts for content, contact the show via email at godlessrevolution at gmail.com, by text or voicemail at 330-81-REBEL, or Twitter the twatter at TGR Podcast. Thank you! And what's the manual, by the way? It's not the Book of Mormon? Correlated? Yeah, it's... Yeah, it's part of the the church's correlation Mm -hmm. effort where they have manuals for everything. I mean, they've got manuals for different positions within the church. They've got missionary manuals. They've got bishops' manuals. They control what you teach. And it's all just the policies and procedures that you're supposed to follow Mm -hmm. because they're all lay people, right? It's it's lay people serving in these clergy positions with no formal training or anything. Mm -hmm. So they have to give them a fucking instruction booklet like, this is what you should do. Yeah. Should be the wool manual, right? Yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> okay, fine. What the, I was slow. I'm just kidding. Look, you muted me earlier. You can fuck off. You couldn't have won that. It was a setup. <laughs> Damn it. Well, and it, it's like they, they don't have any formal training or anything. So mm. they, it's like, oh, God called you to be this thing you have no training for and are completely inept at. So mm-hmm. here's a, here's a, yeah. here's the instruction booklet. Yeah. Tell them this. This scripture means this, 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 this. They agree. We, we keep brainwashing. Yeah. yeah. I remember the day you told me that bishops who are the head of the congregation, meaning the ward, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. They had regular jobs. Yeah. And they didn't go to seminary. They weren't ordained. I was like, no. who are these people? They're just like random <laughs> No formal religious guys. training. Yeah. 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 Nothing. Nothing. There's and, not counsel- and yet they're they not trained are just, as counselors. No. And yet you, no. Have, no. you have like women going in and telling bishops that, that their husband is beating them or mentally abusing them. They have no idea how to handle it. They don't know what to do. They'll just say, yeah. oh, pray more or whatever. And they're when, deciding if you're worthy enough to go to heaven. Yeah, they're, yeah. they're asking children, you know, 11, 12, 13-year-old kids, do you masturbate? Have you ever had, uh, you know, sexual thoughts about – just like – Chris, when you're alone you masturbate, with them, how do you masturbate? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What do you do exactly? Give me exactly. all the details. What are yeah. you thinking yeah. about? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I would say you, Bishop. I think about you. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, oh, if I could go back in time. Wouldn't that have been great? <laughs> he walks over, locks the door, and some slow music uh, starts. A little playing. Barry White. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna take this suit off. Barry <laughs> White delights him. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> Up top. Yeah. yeah my, when when <laughs> my parents done. were when my parents were arguing a whole lot and everything, my my mother, the bishop, lived right next door to us, and mm-hmm. so she went to the bishop and said, "Oh, hey, you know, my husband and I are arguing all the time. He's." You know, verbally and mentally abusive. He's been physically abusive a little bit. And the bishop told her that she just needed to submit <sighs> and be be a better wife and that it was Satan mm. trying to split our family apart. God. And, you know, if, if basically, if you weren't such a shitty wife, mm-hmm. then he wouldn't be abusive mm. to you. I wish I had. Wow. I wish Ugh. that was the only time I've ever heard anything like that. But yeah. I have had so many. I remember one of my first jobs I had, a girl was complaining. That her husband was very abusive and rude and mean and controlling. And she said she went to the bishop. And when she went to go talk to the bishop, it was like on a random Wednesday. She'd been cleaning house all day and she just still had her sweats on. And she just went in there real quick to talk to him. And he maybe said, Maybe if you dulled yourself. Yeah, yeah, he goes, He said, Well, you know, maybe if you dressed a little better. Yeah. And you motherfucker. You need to smile more. Uh-huh. <laughs> right? <laughs> be sweet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Put on a little lipstick and yeah. be a little charming. <laughs> mm hmm. Mm hmm. God, that shit pisses me off. Yep. So, so let's move a little bit away from the church, maybe. Sure. Um, when you, so you decided, hey, maybe I'm gay. Yeah. Was there one thing that like clinched it for you, where you decided, okay, yep, this my is me boobs. now. The, the boobs. Oh my god, <laughs> boobs. Um, no, my first. So, so just talking. They're like they're like tiggers, the bouncy, bouncy. Yes. There's nothing bad about boobs. Everything is amazing. Um, with Mary, she was just so caring and open and appreciated my vulnerability and appreciated that I was sort of spilling all my problems to her. And no she, filter, this one. No. Zero. No filter. <laughs> um, exactly. And so I just felt heard and I felt safe with her and I felt loved. And I didn't feel that a lot in my marriage um, for multiple reasons, but it was just this this connection. And so when I, when I first met her in, in real life, I was just scared to death because I had never been face to face with a woman who knew I was a lesbian. It just hadn't happened yet. And it freaked me out. I mean, I had been straight in quotations for 43 years. Um, We met at a bar 
and I was so nervous, I already like downed a beer before she even got there. She took to it like a champ, though, I have to say. <laughs> it's working out. That's I gave work. her the manual. Uh-huh. Yeah. This is the correlated lesbian material. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, B. Anyway, I was sitting at the table at the bar, and first I was hoping that she would look good, because you never know, you know, on social media how people actually look. And I saw her walking up the street, and I was so relieved because she walked kind of dykish, you know, like a little bit. Like, <laughs> I have a swagger. You had a, a, you had a real swagger. take charge attitude. Yeah, that's she right. was hot. <laughs> so she came in and she sat down, and I was so nervous because our our entire relationship I, we hadn't even spoken on the phone. Our our entire relationship had been text mm. for you know two weeks, like which two weeks. in lesbian time is like three years. Um, okay. And so she's yeah, it, it, it is true. Sure, yeah. okay. Why so not? so she sat down for a minute, and I was super nervous. And then she said she had to use the restroom, and so when she went in the restroom, and I got my phone. Lesbians out. have to pee too. You it's guys, it's true. <gasps> what? It's it's true. Mm-hmm. She went to the bathroom, and I got my phone out, and I texted her, and I said, "I'm really nervous. Can you just stay in there and let's text for a while?" And I said, "Sure, absolutely." And I walked out in ten seconds. <laughs> I was like, damn it! Because I was yeah, saying, I'll stay in here all night long. <laughs> no, no, never mind. No, my beer's getting warm. I know. So she came. She sat down. And we talked and I was just nervous the whole time. And I think our knees touched once and it was like this, this like take your breath away sort of feeling. Have that effect on the she ladies. Some sexy ass <laughs> knees. And she took her hand at one time and just put, put her hand on my leg. Not, nothing sexual, just kind of like leaning in and we were chatting. And it was like, like time stop. It was this, this whole like brain fuck of, oh my gosh, I'm gay. There's a, I'm sitting next to a woman and she, and she touched my leg and I liked it. And oh my gosh, I'm 40 something and, and I'm gay. And she all of, analyzes too much. It, this just blew my brain up. The whole going with a moment thing doesn't work for Shelly. <laughs> <laughs> so we had a great time. Um, I was nervous the whole time. And then we went to leave and I said, can I walk you to your car? She said, sure. By the way, backing up real quickly, I always hated as a girl that I didn't get to open doors for anyone. I didn't get to like give anyone my jacket. I just wanted to do that so badly put my your, entire <laughs> life. Put yeah. your jacket over a mud puddle. I wanted to. I wanted to like give me a little. Lady. I want to m'lady somebody. Come I on. Know, I did. Exactly. And when I said, "Can I walk you to your car?" she said, "Yes." I felt like, oh, I felt so good. Like, oh my god, this is what I've wanted to be and do. And but she didn't think it through. I, no, because as we're walking, I'm like, fuck. She's like a career lesbian. She's going to want to kiss me. <laughs> like, that's what they lesbian. do. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. I was freaking out because I wasn't ready. I'm like, oh my God. She's gone pro, and here I'm in the rookie league. <laughs> I know. Oh, I, don't know like, I know. That's how it was. And I was like, what if someone sees? I'm not ready. And all the panic just builds, builds, builds. A career. So, <laughs> I've never heard. That's awesome. She actually stole that from me. You're welcome, yeah, honey. Thanks, baby. <laughs> like, I'm not ready to m'lady anybody. <laughs> she really wasn't. I know. I thought I was like, oh, hey. Mm-mm. We're walking toward her car, and I'm getting more and more nervous. And then, because my brain is like, shit, she's going to try to kiss me. Or do we hug? Do we high five? Do I grab her ass? Like, I didn't know what was, what was going to happen. <laughs> and we're like three cars from her car, and she's like, oh, this is my car right there. And dude, panic. Boom. I said, oh, okay, well, I'm going to go. And I just hauled ass, like sped, I know, like, like left her bye. in the dust, like took off up the street, turned right and just sprinted my ass to my car, got in my car and texted, I'm so sorry. I really freaked out. And she 
stayed with me. I like, know. She I'm still questioning that decision, yeah. you guys. <laughs> how did you not see how fucked up I was? Yeah, I mean, was that the most fucked up thing? No. Really? <laughs> she's, she's a career lesbian. A she's, career had, lesbian. She's, she's had similar experiences before. <laughs> exactly. Uh, well, okay, what's uh, funny about that is that experience that happened when you were, what, 42, 3? Yeah. I went through that at 17. Oh, so. Exactly. I had a a, giant crush on this girl in my senior class of high school. And it was Girl Scout cookie day when all the Girl Scout cookies came in. That's so hot. (laughs) Right? Gay. (laughs) Right? For sure. And I had a box of, like a stack of of boxes of Girl Scout cookies. I'm not sure exactly why I had so many. But Hmm. anyway. I I like the Girl Scouts. I know. What's not to like? Easy. It's not a gateway drug. <laughs> so I'm walking down the hall trying to balance my my stack of, I say, can I say stack one more time? Stack, please. <laughs> of Girl Scout cookies. And I was starting, they were starting to teeter. And, uh, and this chick Her that- stacks teetering. <laughs> this, this chick that I had a crush on in my senior class came over and was like helping me steady my cookies. <laughs> and so that's she, what we're calling it. Hey, baby, come steady my cookies. Uh-huh. She put her hand on my arm and it was like electricity. Yeah. Seriously. And I almost mm. dropped them again because mm-hmm. I was like, whoa, I feel, I feel things. Mm. I feel things. She touched my skin with her skin. <laughs> I know. But I was 17. So there you go. Yes, 43. When she was a late bloomer. A I, bit. Knew, I knew for sure I was nothing but gay the first time we kissed because I never enjoyed kissing my husband. Um, there were boys I had enjoyed kissing uh, when I was younger. But when we kissed, so basically, that, he was a shit kisser. Is um, what you're saying right now? I mean, it just wasn't for me. He might listen to this. It just wasn't for me. It just didn't excite me. There wasn't that electricity. Uh, exactly. Uh, when we kissed at that bar for the first time, because we were sitting facing each other at the corner of a bar, we that was our second, third date, third, third date, date, and we were just talking and drinking and sort of leaning in, and all of a sudden we were kissing, and it was, it was. Like like fireworks. I know it sounds cheesy and has been said a million times, but it rocked mm-hmm. my <laughs> world. It was it was like oh I'm oh my god I'm kissing a girl. I am kissing a Air girl, fire. and her yeah. lips are so soft, and uh-huh. there's no stubbling. Oh, there's the tongue. Oh, oh my, my god. god! Wow, you went for it. Oh, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. we made out of that career lesbian. <laughs> <laughs> we made out of that bar for like two hours, and the poor bartender was so uncomfortable. Yeah, he was <laughs> he a little didn't bit. Care. Get a room already. I know. I, I was done. I was like, yes, gay, hundred percent. I mm-hmm. I don't ever want to not be right next to this woman. I need and her. And that's how I do it, mm-hmm. everybody. <laughs> that's my special power. <laughs> the power of the gay. Thinking about offering classes in a little yeah, while. Yeah, actually. Maybe <laughs> this whole podcasting thing doesn't <laughs> work. Maybe your out. ex should attend my class. <laughs> <laughs> how to teeter her cookie box? <laughs> Shit. Matt chimes in. I'm right. Writing a manual. Nice. <laughs> so you had an electric feeling when your when your friend in high school uh, touched your arm. Mm-hmm. What were, did you were you aware that you were a lesbian before then? 
I had had a lot of feelings. Okay, so I was t- in uh, my junior year, I was taking this SAT preparation class, as you do. Nerd. <laughs> Isn't that how everybody finds out whether they're a lesbian? <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> oh. <laughs> that was the first sign. What's your score? Yep, definitely a lesbian. <laughs> oh my did, you, God. did you score higher in math or in math English? Math or science or English? <laughs> Have you considered joining the chess club? <laughs> nice! Yeah! I like this guy. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so I grew up in uh, New York State, and it was real cold. And I didn't have my license yet, but this friend of mine did, and she would drive us to the SAT preparation class. And it was very snowy, and I would secretly fantasize that the snow would come down really hard, and we'd have to pull over on the side of the road to wait for help and we'd snuggle. Get in the car. That's right, snuggle have to cuddle to keep for warm. warm. This is <laughs> how all porns begin. I'm just saying, or horror movies. I'm not okay. sure. <laughs> but yeah, I would have these weird fantasies about like snuggling with this friend. It was driving me to our SAT preparation. <laughs> yeah, it was, yeah, then you're like, boy, maybe I'm gay. Maybe I like the ladies. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I just was starting to have these fantasies about girls <laughs> from a younger That's, age. You know, I, I didn't have the fantasies, but there were those two friends of mine that were girls, you know, just a few years ago. And anytime they would just sort of touch my arm while they're talking, or it would just like electricity through me. And I would have this feeling of like, don't ever take your arm, your hand off my arm. Mm-hmm. I, it, it wasn't sexual at all. It was just energy that I that I needed and I craved and that I never, never felt from a man. And so when I felt that from Mary and I was okay to explore that because at, at that point we were separated, my husband and I, and it was, you know, permission was granted to go sow my wild oats. There was no coming back. Like mm-hmm. once I felt that from her, I was done. I was done. There was no whoring around like I wanted to. Like I was done. I loved her so so quickly and so fully Mm -hmm. um it was something i never felt and i never wanted it to go away yeah well there you go let's all hug (laughs) should we go make out let's go make out i'm gonna bone you hard tonight okay (laughs) sorry leave it in dan leave that in no filter no (laughs) filter well well and i know so i i have an idea of of what it was like for you to come out and and leave the church Growing up as an evangelical, how oh, yeah. how did that work for you? Well, it was one of those things. I just I had the feelings, and and it's weird. When I was sixteen, and I was uh, having that fantasy about that that girl taking me to the SAT preparation class. That bitch, um, I'm gonna cut her. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> so I also had this neighbor friend who was a guy, and we actually kind of dated. We we were each other's first boyfriend girlfriend. He ended up coming out, and it really wasn't a big surprise because when he was younger. He would put on his mother's heels and a wig and ride his bike around the neighborhood. And was like, as you not do. A as you do. <laughs> did, oh, wait. Did you, did you not do that? Matt did. Oh, yeah, I did. Yeah. Oh, okay. There you go. I'm yeah. starting to feel like I might have been a little different there for a while. <laughs> but we were mostly best friends. And he was my first, the first person I knew that was gay. Uh-huh. And so he told me he was gay. And I knew that I loved him no matter what. You know, even though I was raised to be sort of a judgmental religious nerd. Um, I still loved him no matter what, and it didn't matter to me. And I think that helped later, except myself, because I was like, you know, I still love this guy. I don't care what he is, you know, and and, and I just, and I realized, I started to realize my own attraction for girls, and maybe I just, I, you know, and I think I explained it earlier, I just accepted that I was going to have to be the black sheep, to live authentically. I was going to face a big battle in my family, especially with my mother. And I still am like 30 years later, 
just having to battle stupid shit with my mother. Her still trying to get me to date guys and stuff all these years later. But I just have to, I just decided to take it on and be okay with feeling like I was going to go to hell or whatever in my mother's eyes because I just wanted to be true to myself. I was willing to That's do it. That's amazing. You were so inc- incredibly I was, strong. Yeah. I was nowhere in that mind frame as a, a teenager. I was a really confident That's awesome. Um, girl. You know, probably m- more confident than the average mm-hmm. girl, I think. Well, it almost sounds too like like you may not have, have had the depth of uh, emotional or, or or psychological attachment to your to your beliefs that that Shelley may have, right? Well, that, she. I'll yeah. point out. Like, you can talk you, about if you're this. like, ah, I guess if I'm going to go to hell, at least right. I'm being authentic. Yeah. Well, her her <laughs> dad her dad was an atheist. An atheist. So she. Yeah. she oh, okay. Everything yeah. that was above me in my life, mother, dad, uh, father, you know, grandmother, everything was Mormon, Mormon, Mormon. There wasn't yeah. a side option. There wasn't anyone that I looked up to that didn't believe Mormonism. Whereas. Your dad, you looked up to yeah. him, but he didn't believe in that. So you right. had a, there was a, there was an option in your yep, head. There yeah. was an option. So I remember I would go to Bible studies and stuff, and uh, this Bible study leader, I was probably about ten, and she was telling the story about this poor Italian family, and this woman was cooking for her family and putting the pasta in the boiling water, thinking she didn't have enough. And lo and behold, there was a miracle, and there was enough pasta to feed her family. <laughs> and I didn't think about it at the time because I was ten. But guess what pasta does in boiling water? Expands. <laughs> it sure does. <laughs> <laughs> so I go home and I'm telling my father, the engineer, this story, and he didn't say any of that. He just said, "I just don't understand how you could believe this stuff." And I'm a ten-year-old, and he's saying that to me, mm-hmm. and I just planted a seed of doubt. You know, at the time I was like, gosh, my father just took the wind out of my sails and that hurts. But later in life, I looked back on that thinking, wow, my father did me a huge favor because Mm -hmm. I just didn't follow this Jesus bullshit just blindly Mm because I had a different point of view from a from a young age, you know. Yeah. And so thank you. Thank you, Dad. You know, (laughs) he's no longer with us, but I owe him a, a debt, I think. Yeah. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. So your your dad was an atheist, so your mother was the one who... Yeah, she just was looking for some sort of weird drug of choice, and she latched on to Christianity in a big way. Like, she was a born-again Christian, you know yeah. what I mean? Um, one time I was in Key West, and I, I saw a t-shirt that said, I found Jesus. He was hiding behind the sofa. <laughs> 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 but my mom was like, look, she found Jesus in a big way, you know? And my my father, I think, figured out he lost his wife that day, which is sad to think about it because, um, yeah, she just needed she needed a drug, I guess, and that was her drug of choice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's unfortunate. Yeah, I know. Mm. I know, but she had a rough childhood, so. Yeah. So what are your so what are your guys' views on religion these days? I mean, I know that you're not a big fan of the LDS church, right. either of you. You're learning more about the LDS I Church know. and why you shouldn't be a fan. She thinks so it might all be fake. <laughs> yeah, I, I say that every episode. I think it might be fake, mm-hmm. huh? For for me, I um, you know, I did the Mormon thing forever. Then I did sort of the Denver Snuffer Mormon thing for like a couple of months. Then I did non-denominational Christian for a little while. Um, but then that started to suck. Just as you as you think through it more and more, you're like, this does not m- make sense. Well, Even, you were it was baby steps for you. It out was of the baby steps. It was, mm-hmm. and I needed those steps. I, I don't think I could have gone Mormon to no belief. That just it was too big of a jump for me. So it was it was baby steps out. Uh, where I've landed at this point is, I just don't know. There might be a God. I know if there is, it's not the God that 
has been taught to me. He surely isn't isn't handing out blessings. He's probably not a he anyway. Um, I don't know. Nobody can know. And it actually doesn't matter. Just be a good person. What I have struggled with is not knowing, in quotations, anymore what happens when you die. And so that's a little scary for me. I'm sort of getting over it at this point. Um, But there were some times where it was just, it brought me on so much anxiety not knowing, like being afraid of death. Um, but I think I've, I think I've calmed down from that a bit. Yeah. I I just, the point where I just don't know, I hope there's some kind of afterlife. I hope somehow, um, connections that I've made with wonderful human beings here, that there's something that goes further. I hope that, but I don't know. And I, and I'm finally the point that I'm okay not knowing. So that's where I'm at. I find that I just don't care. Like I don't spend one second of, of any day thinking about the afterlife. I just don't think about it. And so I just I just don't care. And it you know, it could be like the best nap of my entire life, you know, just the best sleep. I mean, that sounds you pretty know? damn good too, I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. You know better than and, eternal hell. Yeah. Truth. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I just don't worry about it. I just yeah. try to live kindly and lovingly and I figure the afterlife will take care of itself. I really don't give a shit. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. There you go. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen. <laughs> 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 it's been an absolute pleasure <laughs> having you both in the in the studio. With it us really tonight. has, Thank and you. I could talk to you for several more hours. Well, we'll be back next year. So. Well, yeah, yeah, awesome. We're gonna make this a yearly. This whole Pride Weekend. It was so amazing that, that we have decided yeah. Yeah. it's a yearly now. We'll yep. have to do an hour and a half on Mary next year. Yeah, All yes. right. sure. Yes. I'll have to come up with some good stories between yeah. now and then. <laughs> Make up some shit. Mary is actually fascinating. Her story is fascinating as well. Just somehow the Mormon thing tended to take the spotlight with our well, podcast. we are here in Utah. Yeah. It's true, but she well, has Well, it's an a weird past. thing. Like, people outside of Mormonism, like, they view it as a weird thing. Like, Mormons don't view themselves as being weird. Y'all weird as fuck. Out, yeah, people <laughs> outside of Mormonism and the LDS church are mm-hmm. like, you guys are pretty fucking weird, right? <laughs> totally. We're really curious about how fucking weird you guys mm-hmm. are, so it's mm-hmm. very interesting to us when you talk about it. Yeah. Well, I have one question for you guys before yeah. we uh, hang this up. Um, do you guys ever get any... Fan mail, uh, for lack of a better word, of anyone saying, I think you guys are got it all wrong and try to convince you about one, a religion, this or that, like one or the other. We I, had that one guy for a while. Yeah. Yeah. We don't we don't get that very often because we're pretty we're pretty stridently against religion and, and that kind of thing during the normal course of our show. And I think when we talk about it, it doesn't sound like we're uneducated rubes just down here ruminating mm-hmm. about how yeah god sure sucks huh that's really terrible <laughs> church is stupid it's just a waste of my time like mm-hmm. you know I, I think we bring some some decent deep thought and, and philosophical backing to a lot of the things that we say and so it's not something that we typically get every now and then we'll get somebody who crawls out of the woodwork and sends us something like totally off the wall and i'm just like yeah elder so-and-so delete (laughs) (laughs) you're not worth my time like (laughs) i just read your crazy screed and now i'm Mm. just giving it all of the attention it deserves and response Mm. that it deserves the middle finger delete yeah Mm. yeah yeah so we we get things every now and then and it certainly was more when we first started out than now but yeah they gave up trying to save you apparently nice apparently they've they've you know, God has gotten everybody on the phone and is like, don't waste your time with these guys. <laughs> that God. They're, yeah. they're beyond saving at this point. So You and the gays. We're just awesome. going to let them roast in the eternal fires of hell. <laughs> 
I like your accents, by the way, Dan. So great. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you They're very entertaining. <laughs> uh, it but... just sort of slips into it. <laughs> I like it. Yeah, it's it's kind of, I've just kind of done it all my life. I I grew up fairly poor and in not great neighborhoods and have used comedy when I was younger to kind of get out of having the shit kicked out of me all the uh, time yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, Comedy's comedy's a great way mm-hmm. to divert people's attention from yeah. from oh, for sure. horrific things that they would like to do to you. <laughs> Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's it's fun, I, and I like doing the show. But it has been fantastic having you. Well, both thank in you so yes. much. It's been great. This is awesome. Mm-hmm. Love I've, it so much. I've been looking forward to it very, very much. And you absolutely did not disappoint. This was a great time. I I hope to have you on the show again. Well, we will do it again. Absolutely. Yeah. Love it. Love, so much fun. Yeah. Thank you so Except much. Except for that part where I got muted. But besides that, it was amazing. <laughs> Wait, what happened? I don't know. <laughs> sorry, not sorry. <laughs> and so, so if people want to know more about your show, want to listen to it, where would you point them to? Where, oh, where's yeah. your social media? How can they contact you if they've got okay, questions? Well, all that good stuff. Latter-day Lesbian is available on your favorite podcast app. And if you want to contact us personally, you can go to Latter-day org slash contact. So That's how go. I contacted you. There you Damn go. Right, you you sure did. did. I can follow instructions. <laughs> <laughs> and it's a great show. Everyone should go download it yeah, right now. It's a whole lot Aww, of fun. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate thank you that. so much. Thank it you. is a whole lot of fun. All right. Well, with that, I think that we'll wrap things up for this evening. And so until next week, crucify the patriarchy. There you go. Leave Amen. a review to achieve nirvana and rate the show five times a day toward Mecca. Yay! Yeah, I like it. I like it. Feel it. Tape a back rider. Dear Mormons, wait before you leave the pews. I have an article in the Deseret News. It explains how back in ancient Nephite times, they didn't have horses, so they had to be tape back riders. Paperback Rider It might be hard for you to get this thing It's an explanation known as loan shifting Joseph didn't know what a taper was So he said they rode horses But they really all were Taperback Riders Taperback Riders Taperback Riders Something isn't right Was the Book of Mormon translation loose or tight? If Kiralons, Qumans, and C9s are words Then why couldn't Joseph just have used the term Taperback Riders? Taperback Riders! I warn you that sounds like apostasy I have PhD so you should trust in me It'll all make sense if you believe it's true If you have any questions, look me up My name is Taper Dan Writer Taper Dan Writer
Q-Moms on my C9s! Maybe we should start over. Let's start over. Okay, this will be quick. Mary, that sucked ass. <laughs> Cut that all down. <laughs> Matt's being kind of quiet over here. Hmm. Matt's always he just quiet. nods. Yeah, I am usually kind of quiet, but... I'm gonna start poking at him, making make sounds. Unless he gets, <laughs> unless he gets <laughs> like a squeaky. Unless toy. he gets angry and mm. goes on a tear, but that hasn't. Mm. You haven't, you haven't gotten angry and gone on a tear for a while. I'd either. like to Since bear I've my been testimony. medicated. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm medicated right on. To, medic, to being the medication medicated. side. Uh huh. Uh-huh. To, to medication. This is body mm-hmm. by Lexapro, so baby. You... Okay, <laughs> call me out. <laughs> my safe word is cowboy. So if I oh, Jesus. <laughs> Cowboy, huh? Uh-huh. <laughs> I always ignore that in the bedroom. It's true. I said cowboy, <laughs> goddammit! <laughs> cowboy, cowboy, cowboy! Oh, she's really liking it uh, now. Okay. <laughs> oh, we're it? supposed to say we're... we're. And you are listening to... Oh, yeah, right. We forgot, we forgot about that. No, that's fine. That's fine. And you are listening to us right now on Godless Revolution, right? Exactly. Uh-huh. Did I do it right? You did do it. Okay. <laughs> You Perfect. did do it right. We're not good at this stuff. Mm-hmm. You mentioned something about being drunk and on the show, and I, and I. Oh, I was drunk one time. She was drunk. She couldn't <laughs> read a, a damn letter to save her we life. We read letters every week, and I um, usually will have a cocktail when we podcast. But for some reason, I'd had a couple of glasses of wine before uh-huh. we started podcasting, mm-hmm. and then another one while we were podcasting, mm-hmm. and it just hit me. And I was trying to read this letter and struggling. Yeah, to get and I'm sitting it. there and I'm like, why can't she pronounce? It's like it's it's the T H E the. Uh-huh. And she's like, well, I was reading it. To hate? Is this a funny joke? It says to hate. I'm like, Mary, you're drunk. I'm not. Oh my god! I spent hours editing that to make it sound sort of that was your punishment. Yeah, you know, we pulled it off and it was okay. Uh-huh. I've been like super shit faced on a couple episodes. <laughs> like in editing it the next day or whenever I got around to editing it, I was just like, holy fuck, I was drunk. I was drunk. <laughs> drunk, drunk. I was due to the runk.